The price of wheat has gone up by 68% this year. Gas prices have just shattered their all-time record high. There's reports coming out of California that gas is over $7 a gallon. So, uh, ouch. A lot of people, of course, are blaming Joe Biden. And there are reasons to blame him. I absolutely think so, especially with U.S. Uh, exporting of oil, with Keystone Pipeline. with the, Just recently, in the past couple of weeks, Biden shut down new oil and gas leases for climate change policy. And then many of these Democrat personalities come out and say, it's not Biden's fault the gas is too high, it's Russia's fault. Okay, well, it is going to be Russia's fault a little bit too, because the U.S. is still importing oil from Russia, and now there is, uh, they say, bipartisan support to stop buying oil from Russia. And if that's the case, and it doesn't make sense considering the war, you can't be buying oil from a country that you're condemning while funding or providing weapons to Ukrainians, effectively playing both sides. If we stop importing oil from Russia, oh, those prices are going to get really bad. So this should be interesting. We have a lot of war news just because that seems to be what's happening. The interesting thing I'm seeing about the war right now is that Russia is recruiting foreign fighters. Ukraine is recruiting foreign fighters. It kind of seems strange that they're acting like this isn't an international conflict when Latvia has voted to allow their citizens to enter the, the conflict on the side of Ukraine. Russia is bringing in Syrians. I'm like, Okay, maybe it's still just mid-tier regional conflict, but NATO is now saying they're approving, they're green lighting fighter jets to be given to the Ukrainians. So I'm kind of like, if NATO's giving them weapons and citizens of NATO countries are going in to help, you know, fight in this war, at what point do we just say NATO is engaged the conflict? I don't know. We'll talk about all that stuff and probably a bunch of other stuff too. Joining us to discuss that is Gothics. Hi. Hello. Hi guys. How's it going? Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me here. I love your, uh, castle. Oh, uh, appreciate pretty, it. Pretty cool. And who are you? Uh, I ask myself that every day when I look in the mirror. Uh, I am a content creator, a Twitch streamer to YouTuber. I used to do gaming content, and now I just rant about things on the internet. Beautiful. Wonderful. Yeah. Let's rant about things together. All right. All right. <laughs> we got Seamus. I am Seamus Coglin of Freedom Tunes. I make animated cartoons. We upload a new cartoon every Thursday, and we're going to be uploading one tomorrow as well because we're getting real crazy. Ooh. All right. By yeah. the way, last Thursday's cartoon was incredible. So Thank good. you so much. What's up, everybody? Ian Crossland over here, iancrossland.net. Talk to you soon. And I'm also here in the corner pushing buttons. I'm in going to enjoy this conversation because this is a very sharp young lady, and I love her input. Let's get going. Don't forget, head over to timcast.com, become a member to support our work directly, and we will have a members-only show coming up around 11 or so p.m. is when we publish it for all of you who are as members. And as a member, you are helping keep all of our journalists employed, and they are all eternally grateful, as am I. And don't forget to smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Let's read this first story from The Hill. Stocks plunge as rising oil wheat prices shake market. Stocks fell sharply Monday as the economic fallout of Russia's war in Ukraine rattled investors. The Dow Jones industrial average fell almost 800 points Monday to close the loss of 2.4%. Companies in the finance, travel, entertainment, retail, and construction industries fell sharply Monday as skyrocketing oil prices raised fears of an economic slowdown while energy companies rallied on the prospect of higher prices. That's kind of messed up, but uh, yeah, U.S. gas prices average hits new record high, the previous being set in 2008. So uh, I, I saw some people in the chat, they were saying doom cast IRL. Hmm. Uh, are we just... Uh, are we just preaching the apocalypse? Are I don't we, mean, we, you we didn't gonna... make any of this up. Yeah. It's not like but, you but it's, these it's... stories. I think it's, it is a question of what you choose to focus on, and I think sometimes the show can get a little bit dark, but this is all true. It's valid to talk about it. I don't think it's the apocalypse. I, I think exactly. it is definitely the economy crumbling, like mm-hmm. the Federal Reserve's fiat currency system is just coming to an end or some sort of trans, transmutation. 
Yeah, no, yeah. I, I or a great agree. reset. It's it's oh. not. Yeah, I, I don't think it's the apocalypse either. Well, whether or not it's a great reset is up to you, Tim. Mm-hmm. It's good to be aware, though, right? It's good to be aware of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I kind of, you know, I feel like when you go on major news sources, I'm not just the only one talking about this. Like, it's what everyone is talking about. You know, when I look at what's what's happening on Twitter, when I look when I when I go to like cultural websites, hmm. sure they're talking about other stuff too, but like somehow this stuff still finds its way into the mix. Like right. it's not just a movie. Something's happening politically that involves it. And I wonder if the issue is – because we talked about this before with Gamergate – that because you can't write video game news every single day, it's only so many stories you can write about a new video game. They inject politics into it. So it could be that's why politics has become so prominent. But I kind of feel like, I don't know, Russia invaded a country and there's like war happening. So – well, I think it's possible that maybe we were just talking about this before everyone else was. I think that we've been talking about this probably longer than a lot of these other people. When we started to see the news articles come out that were kind of in agreement with what we were saying, we were kind of like, oh, look at this. It's this really happening. Other people really think this. So this is great to be aware of. And I feel like it's part of keeping people informed. Just try to stay positive, I guess. When uh, I think it was Alex. Alex Jones, for sure. Maybe the first time he came in with Michael Malice. It might have been the second time. And he was like, it's Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab's the guy. And I was like, I never heard this name before. I was right. like, who, what's that? Who's that? And he started telling us and he told us. And now it's to the point where like JP Sears releases a video four or five days ago about the great reset, Klaus Schwab, BlackRock to the heart of the matter, mm-hmm. half a million views. And it's like mainstream now. So James that's Lindsay a good sign. Yeah. Yep. Lindsay's yeah. on it. James Lindsay just keeps posting the same paintbrush meme of Klaus Schwab <laughs> saying something stupid. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen those? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, look, there's uh, uh, some billionaire saying that the World War Three is coming, and I guess we'll talk about that. Everybody drink, I said it. Uh-huh. Uh, drink something know, healthy. I'm yeah. wondering if when you <laughs> look at like the prices skyrocketing, inflation, there some articles are warning inflation could hit double digits, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, by what metric? Because if we're going by the same calculation as the 80s, inflation's in the double digits. Mm-hmm. So it kind of feels like if you did want a great reset, a war is a great way to go about doing it. Is it possible that the pandemic wasn't quite enough for it? Because it felt like that was a really strong step toward that. I don't know what he means. I, I don't. I think they're trying to destroy the economy intentionally, mm-hmm. and I think inevitably we're. Yeah, I would say double digits for inflation. I, I could definitely see that happening, and I think that uh, the pandemic was probably something that they were using to start it. And I think a lot of people are falling off of that bandwagon now. So now. War! Yay! But the, but the media yeah. says you're a conspiracy theorist for saying that. Even though, wasn't it, didn't Klaus Schwab write a book called COVID-19 and the Great Reset or something? Yeah. 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 These people are out in the open. And, and that's the thing. It's like they're so open about what their plans are and you're still labeled a conspiracy theory for just literally repeating what they're saying. Yeah. That's the crazy yeah. thing. No, exactly. Because who, who are they convincing? Are they like people just trapped in the matrix who believe it, I guess? I, there are some people, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter whether you believe it. What matters is whether you're willing to go along with what they're saying. I'm not sure that they're really interested in true believers so much as they're interested in you not saying anything when you mm. do see through the narrative. I think they would be fine if no one believed them, but everyone was too afraid to say anything. Man, how conspiratorial yeah. should we get? I don't know. I mean, look, like I, I mean, what is your channel? What does conspiracy theory even mean anymore? Georgia Guidestones. That's pretty. There are certain yeah. examples. <laughs> yeah. There are certain examples of conspiracy theories which are like so completely over the line and insane sounding that you don't even really need the label conspiracy theory in order to understand that they're ridiculous. Like when people start talking about flat Earth. Yeah. But then when it comes to things like the lab leak hypothesis, and it turns out that it's true, it's like well then the term conspiracy theory didn't even fit there. Right. And so I find the term is almost always used either a where it doesn't apply or b isn't needed. I like the well, word conspiracy. 
Like, can we just talk about conspiracies? Yeah, but it happened. Conspiracy implies a criminal plot. Right. Yes. That's why it's stupid. Like, hollow earth and flat earth is not a conspiracy. Right. There's no cabal of elites who are like, we will make sure the earth is (laughs) (laughs) flat. I think their argument is it's the cabal that convinces us that it's spherical when it's not. I see. What what, what do they say? That you're a globulist? (laughs) That's that's a flat earther's call. (laughs) Globulist? Globulist. Because they can't call you a globalist because that's a different word. But it's gotten so twisted to the point where when I said there was no conspiracy between Donald Trump and Russia, I was a conspiracy theorist. For like saying when, there was no conspiracy. When, yeah, when I said that the Russian government was not controlling the executive branch, I was a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. Right. Isn't that insane? That doesn't mean anything. They anymore. won a, New York Times won a bunch of awards, didn't they? For the Why? Ukraine thing? For reporting on uh, Russiagate. Yeah. Claiming that, you know, Donald Trump was secretly colluding with the Russians and they get, they, they, I don't think they, they said that explicitly because if they did, there'd be bigger news. But they did investigations into like Trump's ties with yeah. like Russia and they win awards and everyone's like, oh, and they're all clapping. Like, you're so smart. And then, you know, the, the, the Mueller report comes out and it's like, none, none of that happened. You win it's awards like, for doing nothing. Yeah. Well, none, <laughs> well, of, them, you know, none nice. of them lose the awards, right? Mm-hmm. No. Walter Durante I, didn't even lose right. his uh, Pulitzer for <laughs> yeah. covering up the Holodomor. Right. You know, wow. you know what I said? I'm like, someone, someone, uh, the response from a lot of people because Russiagate was wrong, they were like, well, they still did good reporting and that's why they won the awards. And I'm like, listen, what? if I, if I hire a guy to mow my lawn and I go inside and when I come outside, he mowed my neighbor's lawn, yeah. I'm going to be like, <laughs> Sir, you worked really hard. You did a bang up job, but that's not my grass. Right. So you expect me to pay you? Mm-hmm. Nah, yeah. it's not happening. Like they did the work. They just did the wrong work. So I don't know what it is you want me to say, but it's just it's hilarious when the establishment gives itself awards. That's all I think. <laughs> Anytime I see any of these ceremonies, I'm like, oh, you patented yourself on the back there. What a surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know what's weird is that there used to be that we used to have like a monoculture. We used to have one award, you know, we, we're not one, we had all these award ceremonies and everyone was just like turning the TV on and watching, everyone turning the TV, TV on and watching Super Bowl. Now it's like, you know, I was reading about, uh, Joe Biden's State of the Union having like the lowest ratings of any State of the Union in 30 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but it's because people are on the internet. You know, no one's watching on TV, but more importantly, a million, like one point something million people watch Steven Crowder's Mm-hmm. version of the state of the union where he's correcting them right and then we had like 750k vod views on us nice drinking and right. mocking drinking our way through yeah. yeah so you have a lot of people who don't like joe biden who would rather watch us make fun of him or correct him and so basically you have all these different pockets of different cultural cultural spheres of influence and then i don't know culture war chaos infighting yeah. what which brings us back to the exact reason why they need to use the term conspiracy theory so much because information is more widely accessible and they can't hide it from you but they can make you embarrassed to repeat any of the information that you heard and that's what that labels for it's so right. weird yeah yeah it's just I, a deflection tactic mm-hmm. just don't care What's the, yeah. uh, the history and that's exactly of the word. what it is. You have to not care because well, if Luke, what you're saying is legitimate, if what you're saying is legitimately crazy, it doesn't matter whether you get called a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> right. You sound crazy. Georgia Guidestones. Was, I'm not familiar. I, I've heard a little bit about them. I haven't looked into them too deeply. Well, you were gonna say something. No, I was gonna say you. You just made a good point. Like I remember back in the day, I would watch like alien shows and you would <laughs> conspiracy theory okay yeah. cool like you used your brain to conclude right. whether or not something is true or not and you mm-hmm. weren't ridiculed for it but now you can't even come up with a a, a theory for anything without being I have no, a, no no this, this, this is, is why can i can i yeah, respond yeah, yeah. to that really quickly 
the reason is because when you're looking at ancient aliens, that's obviously ridiculous. People can look at that and dismiss it. But when you're the only time they need to censor misinformation is when there's a chance some of it's true. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, how come ancient aliens on the History Channel gets to, I mean, mm-hmm. seriously, it's some of the most racist, r- racist stuff ever. Don't think about it. Crazy. Ancient aliens. I love you, Ancient Aliens. You're a fun show. <laughs> but when you have like these white European professors I know. sit down in front of a camera and say, there's no possible way South American indigenous <laughs> could build structures like so this. True. It had to be aliens. <laughs> That's so true. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, we just can't figure it out. How do they use like aliens? <laughs> well, it's like aliens. ancient Rome had concrete that could set underwater. Yeah. And they're like, well, of course. <laughs> but those people in, in South America... Nah, they couldn't have figured anything out. It had the only oh, logical hilarious. explanation to oh how they built God. things was aliens. That's that's aliens. I'm like, I'm like, how is that not very racist? <laughs> I got some information about conspiracy <laughs> theories from Wikipedia. The term conspiracy theory is itself the subject of a conspiracy theory, <laughs> which claims the term was popularized by the CIA in order to discredit conspiratorial ah, believers, interesting. particularly so, critics of the Warren Commission, who was like studying the uh, Kennedy assassination. Luke said that. <clears throat> yeah, I heard that. Maybe that he's who I heard it from, is that yeah. the CIA seeded the ideas of conspiracy theorists being a problem when people were like trying to figure out what happened to Kennedy. And they were mm-hmm. like, no, we just want to kind of sweep it under the rug. They're all conspiracy theorists. Ignore them. And now the term is so crazy. Like you said, unless it's breaking a law, it's not really a conspiracy. Is, so, it, a, is it a conspiracy to believe that aliens like built the Incan temples or something? Only if it was oh, against Incan law. So I, I <laughs> would... I, <laughs> Right? Like, I'm sorry, I just got that. <laughs> I think that if you would argue that it was a conspiracy theory, because if you were able to determine that ancient aliens were involved here, archaeologists could determine that too, and they're covering it up. I think that's the theory. Like, uh, they don't want to let the people up. with alternative that's, theories that's different. in, and so that's why they call it a conspiracy. That's theory. a different conspiracy, though, right? Yeah. There's the consp- there, there's the, the the show is literally talking about could aliens have drawn the, what are they called the Nazca lines yeah mm. Nazca. you know those things yeah. Nazca is that it is I think so. yeah where it's like from the sky you can see these massive pictures that are what like hundreds of feet long so cool mm-hmm. but so from the long. ground you can't see anything I'm like maybe they had hot air balloons yeah by the way I I want to make a point here because you were talking about the Warren report um, according to a Gallup poll. The majority of Americans disbelieve the official narrative on the JFK assassination mm-hmm. to this day. Now, I don't really have a dog in this fight. I haven't looked too deeply into it. But in 1975, it was, I think, the, yeah, 81% of people said that they thought that there were more people involved in the assassination of JFK than were stated. So it's just interesting that in that case, you have the vast majority of people disbelieving the official narrative, but... You're crazy if you're with them. It's just everyone else is crazy, but the 20% of people who are saying, yes, I believe the government, they're the ones with their, their heads on straight. I find that a little bit so interesting. I keep right. saying Georgia Guidestones because yeah. what it really seems to be, if you're being charitable, is that like in the 80s, a bunch of rich people built these big stones in multiple languages that can perform a series of functions like there's like a sundial or something mm-hmm. and like some astrological like there's like math or something on I don't know. And then there's like <laughs> rules. Well like they wanted to make sure that any humans who came after us would have access to certain basic knowledge. Right. And that's why they're called the Guidestones. But one of the rules is that the population of the planet should never exceed 500 million. That's right. I've, I've heard yeah. of this. So the conspiracy theory is that there are powerful global elites that want to purge, what is that, 7.6 billion people or something? Yeah. To get us down to half a million. Now, I don't know if that's true because it seems like the, the Guidestones, if you're being charitable, were just like the height of the Cold War. People were scared there was going to be nuclear annihilation. So a bunch of rich people were like, let's build these big stones that, that do these things. And like, if we all die... Then the people who come after us will like find them and be like, oh, we'll do that, I guess. 
the crazy thing is to say that population should never exceed 500 million. That's so freakish. Like, yeah, what do you do when you hit 499 million, 900? Like, you just start well, pulling out the axe? Like, yeah. what, what the yeah, heck? Exactly. Well, yeah. if you're an elite, I'm telling you this, you don't commit suicide, mm. right? Other people have to die. Right. Mm. That's craziness. None of, none of, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I agree with you completely. It's who, horrific. Who built these things? I don't know. Uh, I don't oh, know. Ted exactly. Turner. I think Ted Turner was involved in it, wasn't he? Possibly. I don't know. I'm not sure. I might have, you, I might you, have gotta, you better back that up. Yeah, yeah, okay, sorry, Ted. Yeah. I mean, but I we don't do misinformation on this podcast. No, something else. He was so involved the, in. they exist. They're a real thing. And yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, my explanation for why they were built is, I believe, like the basic explanation for why they were built. But then the more conspiratorial idea is that there are people who want to adhere to its rules now to prevent any kind of you know mass extinction event. In which case, there are people who think they want to reduce the population of the planet. And then you get, look, when you get the World Economic Forum, you know, some of their, some of the individuals involved with them advocating for Western intervention in Ukraine, which many people fear could trigger a nuclear conflict or a greater conflict. You're like, these great reset people sure do want a war. Maybe not all of them. I don't know, but enough of them. And that's kind of scary. You know, so you're going to get a lot more people who are going to believe these kinds of conspiracies or who are going to believe there's some nefarious agenda. And then I'll, and then I'll put it this way. If you go to any reg- – actually, I'll start this way. There's a meme. It says, please do not feed the animals because they will become dependent. Yeah. And, you know, so the meme then shows that and says, what's the difference between this and social programs? Mm. If you go to a human talking about deer population, someone who knows, like who lives out in a rural area and ask them, what happens when the deer population grows too large? They'll say, oh, it's a disaster. They, disease starts mm-hmm. spreading. They start decimating local, you know, plant populations. You get an imbalance in the ecosystem. So hunters need to go out and actually start culling the herd. Then ask somebody, what happens if there's too many people on the planet? And they'll say, I don't know. Well, I don't know. So this idea that humans are comparable to deers here, I would, or deer here, I would reject because as the world population has increased, overall poverty globally has decreased. Yes. People, but that's actually my point. No, yeah, yeah, no, more, exactly. People are more capable of providing for themselves and finding creative solutions to scarcity than any animal is. Well, the issue with uh, the, with it's not just deer, but any any large population, hogs, for instance. It's not just decimating the environment, mm-hmm. which I think humans do to a certain degree. It's also just the spread of disease. And then you also have the uh, was it the rat utopia experiment where yeah. you end up with um, what was it called? Cultures, the beautiful ones. Yeah, but it was it, it was like it wasn't called culture. Moral sync is what it's called. Uh, uh, uh. Behavioral, Behavioral sync. Behavioral sync. Yeah. Behavioral sync is one of the things that occurs. Are you, are you familiar with that? Never heard of it. So there was the uh, the rat utopia experiment. Put a bunch of rats and or mice, like not and or uh, rats or mice, different experiments into a space with tons of food and water, and they could never had to worry about food or water. And what happened was, once they reached a certain population size, they started behaving in re- ridiculous ways. They started fighting each other. Some only groomed themselves. Mm. They, like, just basically their behavior started to degrade to the point where they wiped themselves out. And some of the the mice or rats that were in the experiment were taken out and rescued and placed in regular populations but retained the bad behaviors that ultimately, like, destroyed the previous rat utopia. So there's two ways to look at it. If we are overpopulated, I'm saying if we are. Some people think we're not. If we are then we're going to end up with mass pollution. We're going to end up with serious disease, poverty, uh, not necessarily poverty, but you know issues that will result in a collapse. If we are not overpopulated, but uh, um, we are over abund- in overabundance, there's, it's like either we go the rat utopia route where all of a sudden 
we have behavioral sync, we destroy ourselves morally, ethically, and functionally, and then cease to exist. Or we overpopulate, we destroy our environment, and then choke ourselves to death on our own, on our own farts. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe that's a very pessimistic <laughs> way of looking at things. That's a little dark. I think but, so, but, but I'm referring specifically just, I'm not saying those are true to happen. I'm just saying in reference to the fact there's yeah. a major war breaking out, that there's great reset people who are advocating for expanding the war. I'm just making these points. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's their view or something. I don't think necessarily the world is overpopulated. Uh, I think the problem comes when if it, if it is overpopulated and people also don't have a goal or something to actually do, which is why whenever I see this push for like government dependency and people just needing the government to protect them and save them and do everything for them, that's when I get worried because I'm like, okay, you're not actually doing anything to uh, keep yourself, you know, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like that's, I think you make a really good point, mm. which I'll uh, add on to. I don't think we're in the rat utopia yet. The rat utopia will happen the moment all of us agree the government should do everything for us. Because then you end up with the rats sitting around where the food and water was given to them. Right. So long as the rest of us are striving and have purpose and drive, we're resistant to that behavioral sink. I and believe. also the ability to spread out because the rat utopia experiment was all about being in an enclosed space. So if we can no, get off know, Earth, we're, I think it's a big, big deal. Y- yes, getting off Earth. But in the rat utopia, when there was space, they would still all go only in one side wow. and densely pack in That's one like small cities. space. That's like the idea of exactly. cities. Exactly. Yeah. We could spread out, but we don't because everyone wants to be by everyone else. I was going to say, I think my conclusion this far based on all the chaos we've seen is that I don't think that people can live properly in cities. That's been mm-hmm. my conclusion. I'm like, I don't think that's healthy for people. And maybe that's based on our talk about um, the rat utopia experiments, but people aren't meant to live that close together. Yeah, I went to New York mm. once. It was terrible. Yeah, I want to add a caveat. I think, uh, I hear what you're saying, but I would argue that people are not meant to live that close to each other without accountability. Mm. So historically, mm-hmm. people lived in tribes where in many cases you were really right on top of one another. Right. But, People knew your face and they knew your name. So right. if you got out of line, that was going to be corrected very quickly. In cities, you're very close to other people, but there, there's this strange anonymity there. Hmm. I like to think of it this way. When, uh, it's like, it's like the various states of matter. When you live out in a rural area, you, you are in like a gaseous community. That means you as an individual can bounce around and do crazy stuff freely moving around. As you move into more suburban areas, the amount you can move is less, so you're acting more like a liquid. Mm. And then when you live in cities, you're all stacked on top of each other, hard compressed, mm-hmm. and you're stuck exactly where you're. So what, what I mean by this is, you we have a sphere of freedom, and the more the closer you get to someone else, the more you're compressing that sphere. So, for example, in New York, they pass crazy laws like you can't own guns, you can't have ammo. And you can't play drums in your house, for instance. Why? Because the noise would bother somebody and they would fight. And then they're like, no, 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 you can't play loud music. Out here in the middle of nowhere, you can shoot guns. Yeah. Like, you can, not only can you have the guns, oh, yeah, exactly. you can shoot them and be very, very noisy, and nobody cares because you have more space. That could also explain why formation psychosis tends to appear in, with what you consider the liberal environment in the cities. Because mm-hmm. when you're so densely packed, information passes through you like a like – a, like atomically in a solid, you can fire current through it much faster than through a right. gas because yeah. it's it's just got something to move through. It's, it's, right. it's not getting bounced off no, that, of. That's a really good point. Yeah. Basically, if you've got 10 people all smashed next to each other and then you tap one on the shoulder and say, you know, carrots are healthy, the information travels rapidly down the line because everyone conver- conveys it to the other person. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, we don't even need to use the physics analogy. If you live in a rural area and someone comes, knocks on your door and says, carrots are good for you, you have to get in your car and go drive to your neighbor's <laughs> yeah. house and let them know. And that's very difficult relative to yelling out the window, hey, Jim, what? Carrots are good for you. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's it, right? 
No, no, it's true. I mean, it, yeah, ideas uh, travel and evolve more quickly in a more densely populated environment for better or for worse because that's true for good I ideas. I think for it's worse. for bad ideas, yeah. I, I, think, I think generally for worse because even if you start with a good idea, it can be warped and twisted into something else. And to be fair, I think you could argue that a bad idea could sort of be twisted into something better. Well, but it's for worse because bad ideas travel really, really fast mm-hmm. and need to be checked. And when something's traveling slowly, you have uh, you have an opportunity for the truth to shut it down mm-hmm. and then catch it as it's spreading. When you're in a city, you have a bad idea. It just ripples right through, mm-hmm. travels halfway around the world before the truth can strap on its boots. Mm-hmm. Same in crowds. If someone panics in a crowd, the entire crowd starts to move with that panic. That's, that's similar to yeah. being in a city. And for war. I just watched The Sum of All Fears. You guys ever see that movie? The Sum no. of All Fears? No. So. Oh, man. You guys got to see it. It's good. When's it from? Ben Affleck, I don't know, 2004 oh. or something. Ben Affleck, Morgan Freeman, uh, some other people. And basically <laughs> what happens is there's like some organization is trying to trigger nuclear war between Russia and the U.S. And so a bomb goes off in, in Baltimore and the U.S. is like, it had to have been Russia. Russia's like, it wasn't us, but the U.S. doesn't believe us. And then so the Russian president is like, keep our defenses on high alert. Then the, the president of the U.S. goes, you know, or the advisor says, Mr. President, Russia's just put all their defenses on high alert. And he's like, what? And he's like, get our fleets ready because he sees them reacting. And then they both start escalating to the point. But then I guess, you know, like something happens. I don't want to spoil the movie. Well, I guess it's from 2004. Yeah, so I'm going to spoil it. Anyway. No, hold on. Let me take my headphones off. I don't yeah, so basically, <laughs> Ben Affleck intervenes and gets a message sent to the Russian president saying you're being played by terrorists. Mm. I know you didn't fire that. You, you didn't detonate that nuke in Baltimore stand down it's the only way and then russia agrees and stands down all weapons and then the u.s says stand down stand down but they were doing a countdown for a missile strike or whatever basically my point is when one side gets scared and the information is rapid then it's just escalation so there was like a there was a story i heard once where like two guys got into a minor fender bender but one guy was like road raging and really angry and when he gets out they're both armed and the guy's all super angry and he's like you hit me you rear-ended me and the, the guy who re-rented him was an accident, sees that he's got a gun, so he puts his hand on his hip and says, back up, buddy. The other guy sees him reaching for his gun, so he grabs his gun. Mm. The other guy sees him his grab his gun, he pulls his gun, and then the other guy pulls his gun, and then someone gets shot. Yep. Because they both, you know, were in this heated moment. They're like, no, don't do it, stop, no, and they both pull their weapons out. So things like that can happen, you know. Yeah. I hope that's not where we're going with this Russia stuff, but the, the issue, I suppose, is that no one's going to back down. No one will. Like, why, why would anyone back down? You know, it's, 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 I, I actually, you know, I think maybe the West backs down in this one because we're the morally weaker, like, uh, maybe not morally weaker is the right word. We're the ideologically weaker yes. faction here. Well, didn't Russia offer terms to Ukraine today? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Ukraine was like, nope. Really? Yeah. They said Eastern region, the Donbass region and Crimea are now Russia. Can't join NATO, right? You can't join NATO right. or any bloc like the EU or anything like that. It kind of sounds like Ukraine is just gunning for EU slash NATO membership at this point. It seems like they're using this conflict to push towards being joined with those groups. I don't know. That's just my observation. I'm not the foreign policy expert, but they are being incredibly stubborn. I don't know. Here's what we'll do. Oh, instead oh, of uh, in, what? Oh, this next article. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Instead <laughs> of instead of saying um, World War Three is coming, we'll do this. Yahoo uh, Yahoo dot com says. 
American Express follows Visa and MasterCard in exiting Russia. Wow. So now Amex, Visa, MasterCard, and PayPal are all shutting down services in Russia. In response, Russia is announcing they're going to be partnering with Chinese Union Bank for the Mir card network, which does operate in many countries. So we're now seeing a fracture between, between two major economic blocks and, um, no war will come of this. No, no hyperpolarization, no conflict. Everyone's going to come together and the competition will be healthy for everybody. Russia will eventually come and shake hands with the West and say we're all richer and better off for it. And that's what happens. Oh, yeah. You nah, fam. So. Yeah, I don't <laughs> no. think so. No. <laughs> but, but everybody gets mad when I say this stuff is, is escalating into war. Well, I, I, yeah, you're in denial. Yeah, I don't. I, I could have told you that having these big credit card companies exiting Russia is going to push Russia toward China. Why wouldn't it? Like China is but, very advanced. Well, but hold on. But it's like, is, is it really going to escalate the conflict between? I don't know if it will, but it will ostracize them from the rest of the West. You know. I think the issue is if there's no tie between. The Dragon Bear, the BRICS economic block, right. and the Western economic blocks, the chance for conflict is greater because now there's not, there's no cooperation at all. Like, the cooperation helps. It's like, listen, listen, let's not go to war, man. Like, I got a big company. I'm buying that new super yacht. Chill out, man. Russia goes to war. They invade. And then it's like, what do you do now? Now they start seizing super yachts. All these companies are shutting down in Russia. And I think it may be in all, in all seriousness, I think a lot of companies expect the United States to be involved in a war with Russia. And that's why this is happening. I think you might be right. Cause before the show, I was like, cause this, I was a little bit wound up about this earlier. I was like, how is it that these companies can make this unilateral, unilateral action against Russia? It's as if they're independent con- companies or countries, sorry, treating Russia as a foreign enemy. But Tim was telling me that it's against the law to do business with these kinds of enemies. Uh, it's complicated, but yeah. treason is when you provide Support aid, yeah. to an enemy of the United States. So right. specifically, if the United States was at war with Russia and you then traded weapons to Russia, you'd be committing treason. Unless you're a multinational corporation, then you have no allegiance. I and, uh, Technically, that may be true. But if you're operating in the U.S., I think the U.S. is going to be like particularly brutal. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, let's be real. If uh, someone in the U.S. was actively selling materials to the Taliban, the U.S. would – would have before. Sure like if Henry we gave Ford. them a bunch of weapons or something? No, that was Obama who did <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I don't know yeah, about yeah. the Taliban, but yeah. ISIS for sure. Yeah, no. Yeah. Historically, no, when the government does it, they get away with it. Uh, Henry, yeah. to. Henry Ford sold vehicles to the Nazis for years. Before the war? Yeah, leading up to right. the war. And then stopped. Um, yeah, I don't know the actual what it, when he stopped, but I would imagine. See, that's. I would imagine, yeah, during yeah, the war. Yeah. That's the thing I'm looking at. I'm like, why are all these companies, are they really virtue signaling or are they concerned that if war breaks out, it will be difficult for them to immediately sever ties and they don't want to be on the hook in any way. I don't think, like, right now if the U.S. is like, we hereby declare war, well, it's Joe Biden. So he'd be like, come on, man, we're declaring war on Russia. Come on. I don't, well, actually, he can't do it. Congress no, he has Congress, yeah. Right. right. But, you know, I don't know, he might, and then they might be like, no, Joe, stop! You can't do that. <laughs> uh, I don't think they're going to start arresting executives from these big companies because they're operating in Russia. They would be like, you have one week to cease all operations. But it is disconcerting because one could certainly lead to the other. And I'm wondering if these companies cutting off from Russia, they're, 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 they're washing their hands of this economic, you know, I'm not going to pretend like Russia is the biggest part of the economy of, of the world or anything, but they're certainly cutting themselves off for a major source of revenue. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder if they're, they're, they're worried that war 
Well, maybe it's simple. Maybe I don't got to overthink it. Maybe they just fear war might break out between us and them. And better so better safe, safe than, than sorry. sorry. It's yeah, yeah. very confusing to me because it, to me, it looks like our country is weakened. So if we were to potentially go to war with Russia, I, it, it to me, it looks like we wouldn't lose just based on like how culture has been kind of going in a certain direction for like the last couple of years. We don't look very strong. Hmm. So well, you're, you're saying we would or wouldn't lose? Like, I, I think we would. Well, it looks like we would based on how it our. It appears that way. It appears yeah. that way. I agree with you. Yeah. I have but, some, I have some feelings that the American military <clears throat> has some nasty weaponry prepared. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree with you. I hope you're right. Is this a poker game? Like they're making us look yeah, weak? Yeah, yeah. It's 40 chess. Sun Tzu. Yeah, that's you right. Know, when you are strong, you make your opponent look weak. Right. But, um, I think the reason the U.S. could lose, well, I should, I don't know if I agree with you that they would, but could because we're so divided with gas prices reaching record highs. Yo, we were in central PA this weekend. Diesel was like 550 mm-hmm. and gas was like 450. Yep. Crazy. So when you see that, we're already in this hyperpolarized country where everyone's still constantly fighting. You've got the establishment pushing their narrative saying Trumpers are evil and all this stuff. One of the things that precipitates civil war is rising cost of food. Mm. Wheat is up 68%. That freaked me out. Mm-hmm. There's this viral tweet where someone was like, this is not oil or a meme stock. This is wheat. And it's like going straight and then spikes, which suggests demand. The, the expectation is supply will not meet demand. So buy it. You know, they're buying it now, expecting the price to skyrocket, causing the price to skyrocket. That's scary because foods, foods already insanely expensive. Yep. The, no, I'm going, yeah. Infl- and, not, and, not, and now get this with. Russia and the U.S. at odds. And, you know, look, Visa and MasterCard. So what? What happens when we stop importing fertilizer from Russia, which we are a major ex- importer of? I'm sorry. Did I say export? What happens when we start? We stop importing fertilizer from Russia. Right. Food's gone. Yep. So I'm I'm thinking, you know, COVID may have been, in terms of food shortages, a hiccup compared to what we see now. Food prices through the roof, food shortages and gas shortages and gas prices, and you've got a recipe for disaster. People are going to start screaming for Donald Trump because they're Mm going to say Trump did not get us into any new wars. Gas prices were low. Food was abundant. Unemployment was low. I'd rather have the president who says no war and fix America than Joe Biden and his international whatever. I feel like Trump sailed us into the iceberg and then Biden got on board and took control. How did, <laughs> how did, how did Trump sell? <laughs> he was just yeah, printing. Yeah. They were just, the economy was like the best it's ever been. We just keep the, just the debt just keeps going up and up and up and up. And he's didn't, didn't repeal the Federal Reserve. He, he f- had John Bolton on oh, board. Well, His I sister mean, got him to bomb Syria. Like it just, a, just. His sister. status quo. His daughter. His daughter. Yeah. You could, status you, quo. But, but it's sure. just status quo. You could say that, uh, Obama did that. And Trump. Yeah, this whole time. None of them Trump changed had, course. They all had a chance and none of them true, have though. done it. Well, Trump, the Federal Reserve is sinking us. Listen, listen. If you're, if you, have you ever been on a cruise ship? No. Those things are so impossible to move. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special mom in your life. And what better way than with the Osea's limited edition skincare sets, featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited edition sets that are perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their advanced eye care duo brightens, awakens, and firms the skin around your eyes, while the golden glow body trio nourishes and smooths the skin all over. Both sets are packaged in giftable boxes. They're so beautiful you can skip the wrapping. 
And the best part? For a limited time, you can save up to $46 on Osea's sets. Plus, get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. This Mother's Day, get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. Go to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off site-wide. So let's say you're on this cruise ship that's been sailing this way for 60 years, mm. and you get four years to try and turn it around, and you make some turns, and all of a sudden the economy is doing better. You get your troops out of Afghanistan. Trump did some stuff. Also, if he tries to turn the ship, they're going to, they got guns and they're like, don't turn the ship, sir. Right. That I agree with. Yeah. So I do feel like Trump did what he could. I do feel like Trump in many ways is kind of a bad dude. I think he's a generous guy. You hear the stories about how he's giving his staff all this money. I've heard stories directly from people who work at his hotel. Like he just gives them hundred dollar bills. Yeah. So there's good things. There's bad things about him. I think he's kind of an arrogant dude, but I think he did some good things that he genuinely wanted to, you know, help this country. The problem is Joe Biden gets right back in and course corrects. And then we go sailing, you know, headfirst into Ukraine. How is it? This is amazing. The Clinton Global Initiative is coming back. Have you heard this? What? Yeah. No. Five year hiatus. Okay. Under Donald Trump. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Is that a bad thing? I'm looking at you guys and it looks like a bad thing. It's it's not that. Clinton's. Come on. It's not not that in my opinion. We can talk about the Global Initiative or whatever their operation is. It's about that when Hillary Clinton loses, it goes defunct. And then Donald Trump comes in. Joe Biden comes back in. And now they're kicking everything back up. It's that when Donald Trump gets elected, no war in Ukraine. We had the Eastern separatists. We had the 2014 regime change in Ukraine. We then had Eastern separatist conflict since then. But Vladimir Putin did not invade Ukraine during Trump's presidency. What the establishment says, the left Democrat types, is that, oh, because Trump was deferential to Putin and giving him what he wants. And I'm like, that's kind of an extreme way of saying Donald Trump avoided a war in Europe, which um, if we're trying to avoid World War Three, then I don't necessarily see anything wrong with what Trump was doing if it prevented war. You know, what? I'll put it this way. When they say that, I'm like, so you're saying that everything we're seeing now in Ukraine could have been prevented, that Mm. there was something that you thought was worth all of this death and destruction. That's kind of crazy to me because under Trump, we didn't have that. But as soon as Biden comes in, all of a sudden, Putin's like, it's time to go. I think the issue is the Democratic agenda clearly at odds with Russia, clearly trying to pressure, use NATO influence to pressure Russia and put them in a continually weaker position, antagonizing Putin, which is which is bad because he's got nuclear weapons. Mm. Donald Trump wasn't doing that. Donald Trump often said, oh, he's a powerful guy, man. You know, you got to watch out because he understood Russia was. But still, you know, avoiding war, um, you know, a good thing. Now we're at the point where Vladimir Putin not only sees the return of the Democrat agenda, but ex- but an extremely weak president. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny how the playbook has flipped here, because I remember in the early 2000s, it was the Democrats who were constantly being accused of being weak on terrorism whenever they tried to take any measure that would prevent warfare. And now, because Trump got through four years without starting a new war, and because we didn't end up having tensions escalate with Russia, we're told it's because he was weak by by the same people who were accused of weakness, you know, 15, 20 years ago. It's kind of crazy to think that the view, who was it? It Was like, was it David Frum? I don't want to accuse the wrong person of saying this. But to be like, Donald Trump was was appeasing Putin. That's why he didn't invade. And I'm like, didn't he threaten nuke him? Donald Trump prevented a war with Russia. Yeah, that's all I'm hearing. Yeah, I'm like, okay, that's yeah. kind of a good thing. Well, and we were talking about this the other day. I'm not sure if this is just a, a Trump quote that we haven't verified, but didn't he say that he threatened Putin? 
He said, if you Couldn't invade yeah. Ukraine, Moscow. we will bomb Moscow. He won up to it. Yeah. yeah. The original story was that he said to Putin, if you take Ukraine, I'll hit Moscow. But then Trump himself, I guess, came out. I mean, fact check me on this one because I saw a story. And he was like, I told Putin I'd nuke Moscow. <laughs> Jeez. That's not good. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like hearing those stories. Like, I, I mean, I hear you, but that's definitely not appeasement. For sure. Yeah. And along those lines, I looked up if uh, Ted Turner was involved with the Georgia Guidestones. There's no evidence. It's completely anonymous uh, who did those okay. things. But I don't know why his name's wrapped around. You know, talking about this democratic problem that we have or this liberal economic order-ish problem, I looked up uh, American Express and who owns it. Let's do some math. So Vanguard, BlackRock, and State Street own about 17% of, of American Express. But Berkshire Hathaway owns 20% of American Express. Oh, who okay. owns Berkshire Hathaway? Oh, 20% of Berkshire Hathaway is owned by Vanguard, BlackRock, and State Street. Huh. So they own companies that own companies that they also own. So that's not sketchy. No, that's, uh, that seems perfectly it's totally normal. This is, it's beyond American democracy. It's beyond liberal and, and conservative at this point. It's an economic overthrow. It's, it's, they've been doing it so subtly, but it's so obvious now. Yeah. I just don't know who they are. The well, CEOs of these companies, maybe. Look, look them up. It goes beyond. It's, it's beyond the front man. You need to do a deep dive, Ian. Where's yeah. the money at? Where's up? What's up with the Panama Papers? Oh, there you let's go. Let's blow them open. Yeah, let's go. Wasn't there like a second release? Yeah, I, I heard know. something just came out recently about it. Recently? I, wasn't the journalist uh, killed? Yeah. He was investigating it's like the most dangerous thing, uh, rabbit hole on earth. is. But I mean, you guys remember when that one dude who had that island with little girls on it died yeah, in his prison cell? I remember yeah. that. And then the guy who was working with him like, also died in his prison I cell. I remember. And, so then, and then the lady who worked with him got convicted. Of trafficking minors, but like to who? We don't know. We don't know. So yeah. like to no one. Yeah. We 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 can prove <laughs> that you were doing this. And then the okay, FBI, well hold on. Yeah. Proving that they were doing it means you know that there was an exchange between two parties. So who's that party involved? Shh. Okay, if you're convicting this woman Maxwell, that means you know that other people were involved. Uh huh. You know what, man conspiracy it's consistently i think of uh dan tone from the french revolution who was eventually executed by his partner robespierre uh and as he was being executed up in the court he said better to have been a poor farmer than to meddle in the politics of man Mm -hmm. and i think this now as we're doing this show if i start naming names and really going deep on the panama papers and seeing that's like putting a target on my face yeah one day we wake up and like ian's just not here i don't want to be i don't want to do that (laughs) but like if i don't address this stuff how do you how do you fix earth and, and help humans. You just got to let them like fry themselves and then regrow from the ashes. I don't want to do is, that. It's what they think they're doing. Hmm. One day we all come back on the show and there's like a guy who looks like Ian, but it's not Ian. <laughs> it's not actually Ian. And he's like, hello, somebody. friends. I am Ian Crossland. And we're like, <laughs> I that's am not, not Ian. Who's this guy? I am I'm not, not a fed. <laughs> I do not work with the World Economic Forum. That's right. it's, I think maybe culture, Swedish accent, culture yeah. and business, you know, is the way to, to try to try and fix Earth. Like Elon's building satellite internet. That That's a good start. Yeah. Um, culture. You make people laugh with movies. That's a good start. Didn't yeah. they actually reach out to his uh, internet service? The they did. Uh, yeah, block. they actually did that. Yeah. Quite a oh. bit of stuff. Oh, right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they wanted they wanted Starlink to block Russia, and he was like, nah. He said, I'm nope. a first speech, first amendment absolutist. Yeah. Sorry. Good. That wasn't the only thing they did. They also asked Tesla, they also asked Elon Musk to shut down Tesla vehicles in Russia. And he's like, no, absolutely not. And I'm like, if this was any other CEO, you have no guarantee. That you First know. of all, isn't that what? a core reason why I don't want to get exactly. an electric car? Yeah, I was like, no, I'm out on that one for sure. That was crazy. Though. I was like, it's just some social justice warriors on Twitter. So it's like a serious, but he engages Yo, so much on we, Twitter. We, 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 should, we should read this story because oh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. crazy. Look at this. 
Elon Musk mom on Twitterverse pleas to deactivate Teslas in Russia. What? Who in their right mind? Look at this. Space, uh, CEO Elon Musk has been mum on requests from Twitter users to shut down Teslas in Russia. This as he provides free internet access to Ukraine and free charging for all electric cars in nearby countries. Here's an idea. Shut down all Tesla cars in Russia with a note. Hi, guys. You'll get your cars back when you stop fighting Ukraine, one user tweeted. What? Another said, time to start, time to shut down Russian Teslas with a kill switch. I know you can do it. So far, Musk hasn't responded. Now, the first thing I want to say is, well, they do mention, Elon Musk says, in reference to censorship, he's been told by some governments to block Russian news sources. We will not do so unless at gunpoint. Sorry to be a free speech absolutist. Hmm. Bravo, good sir. Yeah. I also want to point out, look, some Twitter users tweeting at Elon Musk does not a story make. Exactly. But, the sentiment among these pro-war people is kind of nightmarish. These are torch-wielding, pitchfork-wielding people who are like screaming, burn the witch. And they do it for everything. Like the, the, the video I like to bring up where the guy's chasing the woman around the, around the store because she's not wearing a mask. And he's like, is anybody else mad that we all have to wear masks and she doesn't? Like these people are the kind of people who just want to grab a they're, – they're like waiting outside saying, ooh, let me get a pitchfork. Let me get a pitchfork. I want to I chase people and scream. The idea that we're not going to war, resulting in them just saying escalate the pressure and the tension and the pain, is a scary thought. Perhaps what we're dealing with in this great culture war or cold civil war is a kind of yin-yang. And we are the people who are kind of like, we should reduce suffering as much as possible. And they're the kind of people who are like, we should increase as much as possible. Yeah, I actually um, tweeted. I was like, what is going to happen when people can't afford to drive to work? And I had people responding to me saying they deserve to suffer. You know, we should raise the price of gas or like the price of gas is much, much higher in the UK. That's fine. They should raise it higher. People need to buy electric vehicles. And I was like, what are you talking about? You're just raising net suffering in the world. For what purpose? It's because they don't have a point of reference. It doesn't actually affect their life. Exactly. So they're not going to care. Right. And, and it's crazy because I always used to talk about cancel culture and why cancel culture will ultimately lead to stuff like this. And people don't get it. It's it's literally just wanting to incite more pain. But what is that actually going to do? Right. Make things worse. Right. So yeah, but they don't know that. Or they do. Maybe they, they do. Like they do, yeah. It, it reminds me of a kid who's torturing ants. You yeah, know, they just like revel. That, yeah. it, it's it, it's they're just reveling in the suffering of others. It's really weird, man. That is psychopathic to revel in the suffering of others, and to think that other people deserve to suffer for not following your particular ideology is probably as close to evil as anything that I can come up with. I'll I'll I'll, I'll give you guys something to ponder. So I was thinking about this um, several years ago. I think when I was in, I might have been in Ukraine or or something. I might have been in Ukraine. Yes, it was like 2013, 2014. And like why people are protesting. And I thought about how they say like the economy is really bad. And, you know, we work for a month and we average the average income is like $400 a month or something. And they were like, if we join the EU, the economy will be better and everyone will have, you know, better access to things. And then I was like, what what would happen if the cost of water was greater than the, than, than the cost of labor? Mm. If that ever happened, you will get Total revolution instantly. Total revolution. So we pay our water bills when you live in a city, right? So Detroit, this is what kind of got me thinking about it. It was the Detroit and the Flint water stuff. It's the most expensive in the nation. I don't know if it still is, but it was at the time. And uh, the reason was, this was a, there was an act, there's an activist I know who's based in Detroit who is working on fixing the pipes when all this was going down. And he said that it used to be cheap to get water to your house. But the more people leave Michigan, 
then the more the cost of the water system is spread out among the remaining population. Interesting. So if you have a million people and it costs a million dollars a month, that's a $1 per month. If half a million leave, your costs just double to two bucks a month. If, you know, another, you know, 250,000 leave, now it's four bucks a month. It's actually substantially more than that. But because people were fleeing Michigan, the cost of water was going up and up and up to the point where I guess what happened was Flint switched off of Detroit water into like Flint River water, which was nasty and then caused mm-hmm. corrosion or something. But I digress. The point is, I started thinking about this and I'm like, water costs money to get to you. Food costs money. If high food prices result in civil war because people can't work enough to eat, then what happens if they can't work enough to drink any water? It'll be worse than a revolution because people will be trying to just steal water. Like water is the most valuable thing on the planet for, you know, for people. Well, it becomes such a double bind when you can't afford the gas that it costs to get to work. Like today, uh, or I commute 20 miles each way. And at first I was worried because Biden was talking about putting a tax per mile. But now I'm just concerned about the price of gas and how it's going to affect everything long term. It's only going to get higher. No, over here it's going to hit $4 soon. It was three fifty earlier um, this week. And I was like, thank God that I make ends meet. But normal people who are just scraping by already, unsustainable. What do you do? You can't even uh, earn the money to buy the food. You know and what the craziest, too. the craziest thing you could do right now is shut off electric vehicles. This was the stupidest thing these people could have tweeted. Hmm. Because right now, the refuges in electric vehicles, you're concerned about high gas prices. They come out and they say, we'll buy electric. If Elon Musk has the ability to snap his fingers and turn my car off, and he does, that's kind of scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I suppose, though, with a lot of modern vehicles, they could do that to any car if it's gas-powered. Yeah. So you know what? Here's what I'm thinking. I'm going to buy a bunch of emergency food. I'm going to then buy a car from, like, early 1960s yes. with, no elect- with no computer components in it or anything like that. An old Mustang or something. Oh, yeah. And just uh, get ready for that solar flare or whatever. We got to grow food, I think. Uh, we are big time inside indoor food. I think indoor food growing is the future and, and should be localized. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Every human should have. We're working with these, this company called Eden Grow Systems right now and they've got this NASA technology where you can grow like zucchini and strawberries inside. Uh, we're, you get four of these standing things can support one human indefinitely. So we're going to get a 200 gallon aquarium and we're going to put bantam chickens in it. They're like little tiny ones. And then we'll have miniature eggs every day. I'm just kidding. We're not <laughs> I mean, I'm but, getting excited. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, good. no, we are actually getting a big aquarium for raising babies in because we have 50. Like actual babies? Not human babies. Oh, okay. No, chicken babies. Because <laughs> we have 54 eggs currently incubating. You know, that just, they just keep making more of them. And, you know, we decided to turn more into chickens and the, just let them, you know, do their chicken thing. The cost of gas going up is causing the cost of food to go up because it costs more to transport right. the food. The diesel. I'm wondering if there's a way we can make a kind of uh, 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 fuel for a vehicle out of egg. Oh, Ooh. my gosh. And then we can take all the eggs we don't need. I bet we could because it yeah, ferments we in, like, want to eat sulfur. eggs. You know what I mean? We should. You want to try to use something that has no other real application. Yeah. Like, like grass? Like leaves. Oh, we should look into the water car. Stanley Meyer's water car. He had, a, he had an engine in 1996. He patented this engine that could take him, he said, in 22 hours, 22 gallons of water he could get from L.A. to New York. And then they wanted to buy his patent. They kept offering all this money. They offered him a billion dollars. He refused. He had a lunch meeting one day with a couple of investors. And in the middle of the lunch meeting, they poured him some cranberry juice. He runs out grabbing his throat. And his brother comes out and he's like, they poisoned me. And he died. I don't believe that story. Look this guy up. Stanley Meyer. It is freakish. Who told that story? I just It's what on the internet. There's video of him pouring water into the gas tank and being like showing. He goes down the river and he gets water out of the river. 
pours it into his tank and turns his so, motorcycle on. Yeah, but this could. So I don't know much about this. Is this the, the electrolysis vehicle? Because yeah. that's not that's that's a that's true. It's just the issue is it takes more energy to perform the electrolysis to get the fuel out of the. That what I was reading said that he was getting a net positive energy because the water was the additive energy. No, so you need uh, an electrical current to separate the, 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 the base elements of the water to utilize the hydrogen. Right. So that the issue was the water car works. Everyone knows it works, but you need a greater charge externally to generate the fuel. Mm. To, well, to, to generate the electrolysis, which, which creates the fuel from the water. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can just pour water in and drive. You need a battery, and it's just a kind of combustion. Well, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look more into this so I can bring a, a deeper understanding of Stanley Meyer's water car. Because if we can use water as fuel, that would be revolutionary. I think that um, it may be noble to think of these revolutionary things, man. But I think you got to obey the laws of thermodynamics, and we shouldn't get into wishful thinking. Oh, but I the don't energy, see any the, cops. the energy yeah, you put right. into it is you're <laughs> getting the energy you're putting into it is the water. So it's not that you're getting more energy out. You already have the input. Ian, I don't think you've read enough about this. What happens if there's a drought? You're right. Uh, that will exacerbate everything that's happening on Earth right okay. now. And all, what what happens right. if people need to drink water and everyone starts pouring it in their cars and there's a water shortage and the price of water skyrockets and everyone starts fighting? Yeah. I think that's all going to happen inevitably no, anyway I think, without it being a fuel. I think there's a lot of people who want to believe in these magical <clears throat> solutions. They want to be like, we don't need fossil fuels. We don't need to drill. We don't need this. We can just power our uh, heating and food with good intentions. Hmm. You know, you just put on a put on a, a special headband. And the whole machine just turns on with the good intentions of but one man. No, it, it just doesn't work that way. We need energy. Without energy, people die. So when Greta Thunberg comes out and says, how dare you to everybody? And she says, we won't wait until 2030 or 20, not even 2023. We want it shut down now. It's like. She you know, annoys me. She doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. I mean, that would kill millions of people, but okay. No you know, that's an idea. Let's not do that. <laughs> Moving on. Anybody else in the room have any, any thoughts? Because that was insane. Well, in. It's fun. It's ironic because I think in the long run, them trying to push for these environmental policies right now is going to be way worse for the environment overall. Even like if those, assuming those policies would actually be effective, because if there is one thing we have seen historically and worldwide, it's that environmentalism is a luxury. And so if yeah. you cripple our economy to the point where it can't bounce back, we are not going to be environmentalists. We're going to be doing everything that we can to try to survive. Yeah, I and think- so Joe Biden keeping pipelines closed or trying to implement whatever other, you know, energy independence demolishing pro-climate measure is just going to make it more impossible and more difficult for our country to sustain itself and for our economy to survive, which means in the long run, there's going to be less potential to actually develop the technologies that would help improve the environmental circumstances that they're claiming are going to be to our detriment. We're at like a launching period right now where you have to, you're going, we're creating the momentum to bounce off the diving board to dive into a future of energy off of fossil fuels. But in order to get that momentum, we need to use the fossil fuels. Fusion. Stuff Mm. like that. I think that that's being repressed personally because the people in power are afraid that if an individual had infinite electricity, they they lose control. It's not infinite. and It's not infinite, you're right. It's a slow burn. I I think the people who run the energy companies desperately want fusion to work so mm. they can control it and own it. Mm. And then they are the barons of this massive energy supply. So it's good for them. They make money off sure it, baby. How, how, I don't think you can... If, if I had like a fusion generator in my house, I really don't want to derail this into me dreaming about my fusion generator. But. <laughs> no, this is powerful companies that invest in new forms of energy because if they own that form of energy, 
you're dependent. Oh yeah, upon if they them. have the only fusion generator. But if everyone's no, no, got no, no, their no, no, own, no, 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 no. If they own the fusion generators and the process, I mean, look, you're you're not going to have a home fusion generator. That's 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 ridiculous. Oh, that's we, what they want you to. Think. We we have small generators. You have a fireplace in your house. We we have small generators you can power your house with, but it's not practical for the in the long term. You get you get a, a natural gas or diesel generator for your house. You turn it on sometimes, but you're not going to want to keep constantly putting fuel in it or whatever. Fusion's fantastic; it generates a lot of energy, but it's not perm it's not infinite. Energy comes from somewhere, so you'll you'll have a backup generator for those who have it. But the power plant will just be a fusion power plant. You'll pay your electric bill, and you'll be dependent upon the system. That's what they want. You might be able to get a cold tabletop fusion generator, and then you just pour deuterium into it, which is uh, heavy water, water with an added neutron, and then um, in Ian. a palladium lattice, and then you you're bombard talking, it with electricity. And you're talking creates, about science fiction. That's called cold fusion. I don't yes, know if it's science uh, fiction. And the issue is there's not going to be some dude at his house who's like, let me just pour some heavy water into this machine. And ah, now I can power my house for 100 years. Well, the, just not in the ocean, I think it's like, I don't know what percentage. It's a very small percentage of the ocean water is heavy water. It's in nature. So you might just be able to pour water in and, and filter out the heavy water. I don't right. Know. But, but like you're talking about 100 years in the future. You're I'm talking like, about science fiction. I'm grabbing at straws because it is terrifying to think that we're hung up on oil still. And it's going to be oil because oil works. Mm. Because oil is profitable. Oil, no. And it does work. It's profitable because it works. Because because it works. It's profitable because it can control who has it. No, Ian. You can't. When there's no wind, you got no wind power. When there's, when there's no sun, you got no solar power. Well, then when, there's when, no, there's, when there's a wind generators, you have no wind power either. When there's, when there's no. Yes. You know, the the issue is when it comes to wind and solar, they don't work sometimes. Hmm. Fossil fuels work 24-7 so long as we're supplying the fossil fuels into the machines. And if it's yeah. not too cold. That's yeah. why it works. Nuclear power works. Yes. Nuclear power is also reliable. But for some reason, <laughs> it, the establishment doesn't want nuclear power. I, I don't understand. They got to sell you that oil, man. Yeah. yeah. Also, I'll, I'll give you that one. You know, we absolutely should be building more nuclear power plants and we're not. Yes. Absolutely. So they do want to sell us that oil. I suppose the fear is that if we get off oil too quickly... China or some other country swoops in and starts taking it. Plus, there's oil interests, potential for war. Like, what's what's China, Russia, or Saudi Arabia going to do if we're all of a sudden just like oil? No more, no no more petrodollar. Hmm. I think I think one of the reasons we are so adamant on maintaining oil is not just because it works and it's got a high energy return on any energy invested, but it's also because the U.S. uses it, uses it as a control mechanism. I was thinking if John Rockefeller were alive today, that he would be really upset with what people did with his oil this whole oil world. I don't think he intended for it to become a, a weird sociopathic monopoly. He, he was you a pretty like God-loving government guy. control? Yeah, like he, uh, he unleashed the beast of greed, of, of just of covetousness of this oil all over Earth. I don't we, think that was his intention. I think the issue is you can't ship nuclear power, hmm. right? You build a nuclear power plant, you put small nuclear reactors in submarines and stuff, and they can power them. But if you want to transport energy and sell it and control the mechanism by which it's sold, the petrodollar, oil is a substance that can be moved all around the planet. You get everybody to buy and sell using U.S. currency, the reserve currency, and you own everything. That makes sense. And it's liquid, too. You can. Right, they don't want to give it up. Pipelines and stuff. That's right. And then you've got pipelines everywhere, and they don't want to give it up. But if we were to shift in the United States to nuclear or other renewables— then we would lose the ability to point the weapons at people and be like, buy it with our money or else. Interesting. So how much oil is in Alaska? Is there any way that we could be energy independent by that? Well, we were energy independent technically under Donald Trump. We were a net exporter of oil. And then as soon as Biden gets in, it's like start importing oil again. And it's funny because they're like, Biden didn't do anything. And I'm like, he ended oil and gas leases because of the climate cost. That was reported by the AP. 
Right. That's just, I'm not even going to say anything else. Joe Biden shut down oil and gas leases like a month ago. Yeah, he did. He was like, oh, the, the cost, the climate cost is too high. Okay. Well, you know. You made a good point that climate, that like caring about the environment is a luxury. Mm. Yeah, it is. Yo, it gets scary, man. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a uh, discussion among the experts oh. that if Russian imports are shut down, then gas could be over 200, crude could be over 200 bucks a barrel. And then we're Sad. looking at 750 or $8 a gallon. <gasps> Jeez. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's crazy. We're going to be on like horse and buggy again. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, that's kind of cool, though. Horses are fun. Yeah, that's right. you, know? yeah. you can oh, yeah, pet that's them. fun. No, definitely. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't love my car, <laughs> love but you can hug car. a horse. Instead of mechanics, you have to go to a vet. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be great. Yeah. A really good time. And it's funny because like when you're like in the carriage and the horse is walking, it lifts its tail up and just poops right there. All over yeah, the place. And right on the – no, no, but here's like right on the ground. Like when you get – Fertilizer. It's great. When you're getting an oil change – you gotta go and you get to spoil. Why can't I just pour the, pour the oil down the sewer drain? You know, <laughs> apparently you can't do it. Yeah, you can. But if your horse takes a dump, no problem. Really you, yeah. you put jingle bells on your horse. That's right. Jingle right. Bells. Yeah. You're selling this idea. That's when, when the horse. It's when it's dark at night and you hear ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. You know how yeah. fast the horse is running and where how far away from you it is. That's why they put bells on the horse. What would road rage look like with horses? <laughs> what did road rage look like <laughs> with horses? Lots like rear people, wagon. people with like a saber on the right side or the guy riding. <laughs> shotgun with an actual shotgun yeah. look yeah. I'm not going to say it didn't exist but also I think part of the reason you have road rage is just because of the anonymity of being behind the wheel mm. if you're on horses and you're like looking at the other guy I think people are a little bit less tough howdy neighbor well, yeah. you're going slower yep. yeah you're going slower you're yeah going but down. people also had swords and guns no it's true I'm not like I'm, so, yeah. like I'm saying people people got into fights and they were angry but I no, what I mean of, is a big part of they, the reason why there's so much road. No, I, I get what you're saying too. That there's a deterrent there. Someone's right. actually going to fight you're, you. You're yeah. They used to yeah. duel. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. People, why yeah, people in stop? government used to duel. Yes. That was literally a thing. There's yeah. actually a movie about the last duel. Did you guys see that no, one? No, it was some French guy. Uh, Alexander over. Hamilton and Aaron Burr. Yeah. yeah. And apparently, what did they say? Hamilton didn't really expect to shoot Aaron Burr. He thought it was going to be a gentlemanly honor thing and that they would duel, but he would intentionally miss and they would move on. Jeez. But Aaron Burr was like, I'm going to kill Wait, this guy. Also, why would, why would you assume that? That's you can't. It's not a safe assumption. let someone point a gun at you and like, it's okay. They won't shoot me. Bro, like, I don't think those things were very accurate. And so they're kind of like, walk 10 paces, turn around, Ugh. there's a bang, we go home. But yeah. the guy got him. Got him. Yikes. So, you know, lots of life. And then apparently the younger generation was offended by it and was like, people should stop dueling. And I'm kind of like, I don't know, some states still have mutual combat. Yeah. I think Oregon has mutual combat, right? Interesting. Yeah. I'll have to look that up. I don't know. How yeah. about we do that for the next presidential election? <laughs> yes. Mutual combat. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. We, do we, it. we like back, back tri trial, trial by combat for the presidency. Yeah. The yes. <laughs> or what is it? What is Just it? Just put them no. in a ring. UFC. Tri yes. The, uh, the children of Joe Biden and Donald Trump are, are entitled to enter a ring and challenge each other. Only, only the presidential families. The, you know, we had a, uh, TV host, radio personality, and Donald Trump be president. I wouldn't be surprised if we have two fighters that fight for the presidency in the next hundred years. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> the way it's going. Yeah, Washington and Texas are the only two states that still allow mutual combat. So ah, Washington. Yeah, Washington, huh. Oregon. This thing about the last duels from 1386, it's a movie that just came out last year uh, in medieval France. Jean de Carouge. I don't know how you pronounce that exactly. Yeah, uh, we were dueling Jacques in the, the U.S. Yeah, like, it was yeah. the last yeah. duel. Yeah. Interesting. It was like the last legal duel, I think, in Europe. I'm not huh. 100% sure. Should dueling us. be legal? Yeah, what do you think? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Is that a You were just ready She's with ready. that one. You're like, absolutely. Why? Why? Uh, because 
judging by social media, a lot of people are are, are <laughs> ready, <laughs> are ready, and they pretend they're tougher than they are. So I would like to actually do a, a, an experiment just for science. I think we solved all of our problems. Yeah. yeah. To all the great reset World Economic Forum people who want to depopulate, bring back dueling. Perfect. And for all those who don't like cancel culture. Let the cancel culture people duel each other. Yes. It's win-win. Yeah. Here's the Everyone thing. just goes outside and starts fighting. Our country is so polarized that, like, for the first week when people were talking about bringing dueling back, everyone would be like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And then when it came time to do it, it would happen for, like, a week. And then people would be like, all right, like, I really don't want to do this yeah. anymore. No, you'd get, you'd get the right being like, guys, this is ridiculous. We can't just start fighting each other and killing each other. And the left would be like, you're a bigot. Dueling should be allowed as tradition for various cultures. And then as soon as the right says, okay, fine, we agree. Let's start dueling. They'll be like... Well, we actually think dueling is wrong. We've evolved on the issue. Yeah. They just would never agree yeah. on it. It's just not allowed. This people. movie's about uh, the last what's called judiciary duel held in France. And then later, it was 1547 was the last legal duel in France. I guess we're still doing them in the United States. Interesting. I think we should have actual trial by combat, like at a court. It's like you walk in. And the judge is like, we have the case of, you know, the state versus John Smith. You are speeding. You're going 30 and you're, you're going 30 miles over in a 45. I would like to fight the officer, Your Honor. Like, <laughs> yeah. like the, the yeah. floor expands into an arena, and Joust. the cop is like, you know, you're like, like got to wrestle. Oh the guy God, takes his wig off, and he's like, they're all going like, <laughs> fight. Awesome. Cops would be very worried about, like, they pull a guy over, and he's like six seven and super ripped, and he's like, you have a good day, sir. Yeah, it's been nice. Let yeah. him go. If Carry they on. did let the presidents duel for combat for uh, experience, would they ha- be able to like claim like a champion? Like, would Biden be able to bring a champion in to fight for him? Ooh. No, Wait, he's no. too old to fight. No, Wait, I got too old to fight. You're too old to be president, exactly. bro. There you go. Ooh. Thank you. Yep. Perfect. I got a yeah. legitimate. I got. I got an actual idea. Here's what we do: international law. We 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 would need some way to enforce it. But the idea would be, if a war were ever to break out, instead. The firstborn children of both of both countries' world leaders have to fight to the death. Oh my! Ooh. And then the winner wins the war. Spicy. So yeah. you'd have like you know Putin's son would be like crazy ripped, and then Zelensky's son or whatever. And if they don't have a son, then they have to fight. They themselves have. To I fight. wonder if I'm, I'm kidding, obviously, with that idea. But I'm wondering if forcing the leaders to put themselves on the line or their families That's would a be a deterrent idea. for war. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that even if it's not a dueling thing, just in terms of if there was a war, yeah, send them first. Send the firstborn child. See how you know they would be like. I would. I. I would not like to have this war. Yeah. yeah. No, like, they would still do it, and then the military would ensure that their kid was never on the front lines. No, no, no. You know, arena duel. Like, okay, we're everyone shows up, duel. and there's a big, you know, ring, and they bring the children of the world leaders who want to, who are going to war, and then, uh, no, here's what it would be: the person declaring war has to send their son, and if no son themselves. And the uh, person being challenged can elect anyone they want. So here's what happens. Every world leader adopts a kid they don't care about. Never <laughs> I said firstborn. They, first they born. never see that. Oh, well, it could, they could just adopt a kid before they have any children. I said firstborn or themselves. You'll be like, I'm not going to have kids till after I declare my wars. <laughs> <laughs> then, they, then they personally oh, have, then to they have to go. Wait until I'm old. Yeah. And then the person who's who's the, the, the declare E, the person who's getting to war, can choose anybody. Hmm. So like Putin would be like, we're going to war in Ukraine. And it's like, all right, it's you or your son. Who's gonna advantage. Be. And then Zelensky would just be like, I'm going to find some great, you know, MMA dude and have him do it. There you go. I have a feeling that that is how it used to be. And then they were like, we got to start telling them that we're gods. So they stopped making us go to war with them. We so watched like, uh, get treated with royalty. We, we watched Troy this weekend. You guys ever see Troy? No, no. And it's like uh, Achilles challenges the prince to a battle, I don't know, basically like 
he walks up to the gate by himself and they're at war and he's like, Hector. And then they come out and they fight one on one with all the soldiers watching. And it's kind of crazy to think because I can't imagine that if like a U.S. Marine walked up to like uh, an Al Qaeda base or an ISIS base and yelled, Al Baghdadi, you challenge me. They would just be like, bang. Yeah. Next. Like that was ridiculous. What was that all about? But in these old stories, there was like honor and war and like you would challenge someone to a fight. In fact, yeah, in the movie, the brother of Agamemnon, I think it was, challenges Paris, the prince of Troy, to a duel for his wife or whatever. And it's like all the armies are standing there watching. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Did they really do that? The stories say that they did, that they would send their best warrior out. And then the other side would send their best warrior. And it was whoever won would basically decide the battle so you don't have to throw a bunch of people's lives away. Yeah. Maybe we should still do that. I think ballistics changed everything. There's that's the there's master a, of the art of firing weapons. The opening scene is like Sparta's, you know, confronting this other nation and they have this big super ripped guy who's their champion and then Achilles comes out and just runs up and then like takes a sword, one shots him like in the neck and then he's like, ah, and then, then the leader of the enemy, you know, the other side says like, give this scepter to our king for he rules our country. And like, that's how it was. I'm like, man, that made things so much easier, I guess. It's like, oh, you're the boss now. You have become the president of this country because you killed some dude, a guy who was like our guy, and you beat him. There's so. pros and cons to that because you could get a really strong dude that whoops the other guy's butt, but then ends up being an absolute idiot. So, you know. Yeah, but now it's just yep. whoever's the best at gossiping. Yeah. We're like, yes, you win. You yeah. can run the country now. You made him look bad and yourself look good. That's it. It's kind of crazy how things have gotten to this point. It is. Russia is absolutely terrible at information war. So it's like, with all the censorship, with all the cutting off, it looks like what we're seeing with um, with China, with India, with Mexico as countries, they're actually scared to get involved and help Russia out. Because mm. it looks like they're like, nah, Russia's been canceled. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. Isn't that interesting that an entire country could be canceled? And one of the things I was thinking about was, who do you think that a Tesla, cutting off a Tesla would affect most? You think that would affect Putin? You really think that would affect the military or would it affect Olga, who's trying to take Dimitri to the grocery store and buy groceries for their family? Like, who do you really think this is going to affect? I'm like, do you want a civil war in Russia? Do you want them focused on themselves? Yes. I guess maybe that's an approach. But I, but I think, um, you know, what you end up seeing with this is just the Russian people genuinely hating the rest of the world for doing it. Right. Like, exactly. why are you attacking me? What did I do? Putin I was right. It. Right. That's what they're going to say. Well, we've. We've already seen those huge protests, right, of Russians who aren't interested in going to war with Ukraine. Like, these are the normal people who don't like what Putin is doing. And we're punishing them. We're taking away all their entertainment. We're taking away their ability to pay anything. I'm talking about cutting off their Teslas for Pete's sake. Like, well, is, you know what, man? Unfair. I'll tell you the one thing. The only thing that matters is that Sean Penn flees to Poland oh, on foot geez. after calling on America to fight for Ukraine. Why? Like, this is the, this is, this, he I just, beat the game. Right, he's he's another just, uh, He was very anti-war, wasn't he? In the early 2000s. Was that he was you know part what, of his chick and his activism? I don't I'm, know. I'm just exhausted by this. Sean Penn, I don't know or care about you. And why are you telling us to get involved in a war with Russia, which is a nuclear power? This is the stupidest thing ever. Like we, this, this actor guy goes to a foreign country during a war and then is like, we gotta go fight for them. No, no, we don't. And you shouldn't have been there. I just, you know, I will say this. Americans are certainly arrogant. That's for sure. And, um, yeah, maybe most of them, you know, in different ways. We have this contingent of the Hollywood establishment elites and the Democrat elites, and they're just, they, they're so full of themselves. They're so entitled. 
And then you also have, you know, many other uh, Americans and maybe more justified in arrogance, you know, in the observation of American power and might around the world. I was just watching a Howard Stern clip of uh, what's his name from Breaking Bad, the guy Odenkirk. And he was like, oh, and after, you know, before he got Breaking Bad, it was so hard. I was writing and we were barely making any money and I had to do this big loan. And and Stern was like, oh, that must have been so hard for you. <laughs> like he was like, you know, I'm trying I'm writing movies and taking these little acting roles and I'm in debt. And, and Stern's reaction that he must what suffering you must have been going through having to write movies and act for, and, and be in debt. I'm like, what? How detached these people have become from oh, yeah. what real suffering is? Yep. Yeah. This um, this kind of reminds me of uh, the peaceful protests and how a lot of people were acting really irrationally, like that mass psychosis, where now you got a bunch of people that are openly just hating Russians because they're trying to like shut off cars and stop selling their products and stuff like that. It's like you're you're demonizing an entire population of people in the same way that people were so willing to go smash businesses and and hurt people that weren't putting their fist up in the air just because they thought that they were actually doing something helpful. Well, in some instances, they actually are vandalizing Russian-owned businesses or companies with the word Russia in the name. Like this happened in Canada, happened in Germany. It's insane. Like that. This is the beautiful ones. Dude, this is, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna go back to the rat utopia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the rat utopia, they put all these rats in a big box. They gave them all the food and water they wanted and then left them alone. And eventually a group developed called the beautiful ones in the behavioral sink. These are people who did nothing but groom themselves. They just groomed themselves and tried to make themselves more beautiful. And that's the virtue signal. That's what we're seeing now with people like Sean Penn. Look at this tweet from him. Myself and two colleagues walked miles to the Polish border after abandoning our car on the side of the road. Almost all of the cars in this photo carry women and children only, most without any sign of luggage and a car, their only possession of value. And here's like, they, they, they planned this photo of him walking. This is Sean Penn's vapid ego virtue signal on display. His intentions, as I, this is my opinion of him, is that he wants his name to matter. He wants to be beautiful and seen by everyone. So he flies himself into a war zone and then makes it about him and what he's doing. And we must fight. What are you doing there? This guy has nothing to do with this. No experience here. But he wants people to see him as beautiful. I'm getting Tropic Thunder vibes. Yes. 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 Some of that last night. But this this is virtue signal to the to the uh, nth degree to the to the like. It, you cannot virtue signal more than flying into a war zone and then being like, we abandoned our cars. Fleet on foot because only women and children. Shut up. If dude. it was like, why don't you put the damn camera down and, and help if yeah. it's actually, you know, this is a photo shoot to me. This is it's, just virtue signaling. Because the, in the behavioral sink, the rats or the mice, whichever, because they did both, just wanted to look beautiful. Hmm. Well, beautiful to rats is just, you know, grooming yourself and then having other rats look at you. For, for a, a male, mm. it is, it is peacocking. It mm. is making yourself as boisterous and loud and visible as possible. This to me is the epitome of self-grooming behavioral sink. A guy with no business in this war flies in, films himself going there, posts social media of like, look what I'm doing. And it's just like, we've gotten to the point now where we have these plastic robot people. They treat all of this like a game, like a TV show. This is the most insane thing. You know, it's just like he just wants people to see him. And he wants to say, I went to Ukraine during the war. 
I talked to the families. The U.S. must fight. It's like, shut up. Shut your mouth. Go home, you pathetic loser. Oh, who's that girl? I care what you have to say about this. The, you have nothing to do with it. Jane Fonda went to Vietnam, I think, yep. and hung out with the Viet Cong. Is that Same what it was? Idea. Jane Fonda? And they, the man, the media launched on her for trying. It was basically like if someone was went to Russia right now and was trying to, like, show some humanity about the Russian people. Jane Fonda did that in Vietnam, but they did not. People did not want that. Uh, I think this guy's an actor. You know, I, I've always got the vibe from Sean Penn that he really wants to help people. And, but, and so kind of, that's kind of what I was going through as a kid. And I thought, let me go get into acting so that I can be famous. And then when I tell people like good ideas if, that I have, I'll be able to tell them to more people. And I think that's, I've always thought Sean Penn was a pretty ethical guy, but when you're an actor, that's all you really know how to do is act. You just talk in front of a camera. That's mm-hmm. his job. It's what he's done his whole life. I don't, I've never seen any other skills this guy has. Yeah, I think you might be right. And it's commonly said that Americans have main character syndrome. And I mm. commented on Twitter that our main import at this point is narcissism because mm. NPR was talking about how to maintain your self-composure when you're reading the news about people fleeing their homes and being bombed and stuff. And I was like, what kind of narcissism is this? It makes us think that we're the most important people. And Ian is right about Sean Penn being an actor. This picture is so clearly staged. It's kind of disturbing to think that people are actually suffering and he is treating it like a movie. Yeah. And many Americans are. And they're like, oh, this crazy stuff happening. The ghost of Kiev, uh, Snake Island. And it's like, I wonder how much of this stuff will be proven to be false as we go on. We're just treating it like a movie. Oh, who are we going to cast as Zelensky when the movie comes around? It's like... Jeremy Renner for sure. Oh, what is wrong with us though? Like, why are we even thinking Look about this. that? Sean Penn arrives in Ukraine to film documentary about See? Russian invasion. What? The actor and director came to tell the world the truth about Russia's invasion of our country says the office of Ukraine's president. Imagine um, um, imagine being as vapid as this guy is. He's bored. You know, man. Yeah. You know what, man? I'm just, I just, the virtue signaling has just reached a point where it's just vomitous. Have you guys seen Ukraine on Fire, the documentary? Mm-mm, I have no. not yet. It's an Oliver Stone. So Oliver went in there. I think it was from four years ago he did this. This is four years ago. So Oliver Stone, I mean, he was talking about this stuff way before any kind of physical conflict erupted basically about the cia coup in ukraine and the oh, installation of poroshenko yeah. and basically how you uh the you know the the un or whatever the heck this body nato is pushing the borders of russia pushing right up against the borders of russia uh and i have a lot of respect for oliver stone so you want to talk about someone in the entertainment industry that's really doing good making documentaries about this stuff oliver stone is is at the tip of the spear i maybe this will be end up being really good i don't know i don't he, want to shoot it in the flies foot before in. It meets uh, goes to the president's office to officially support them and he condemned Russia before even knowing what was going on in the country and that's something like not even anybody at vice would do hmm. you know they would go in and they would have their assumptions based on stories they read but they wouldn't be like we hereby declare that we're we're sending in journalists to uncover all the lies about the invasion they'd be like we're sending a reporter to see what's going on what's up yeah, yeah. and that's that's about it and then, you know, it was like the crazy thing is Vice, as like fast and loose as it was with a lot of its journalism, took it seriously. Like uh, one of the one of our reporters, I remember, I think Glenn Beck criticized Vice when I was working there because I think it was Danny Gold, one of the, one of the Vice reporters, went to Israel, went to Palestine during um, I think it might have been Operation Protective Edge. And Danny also went to Israel. You know, he went to Palestine and Israel and documented what people were going through. And Glenn Beck, I think it was Glenn. I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong. Maybe it wasn't Glenn, but so, some conservative pundit criticized him saying they're only showing what the, what the, you know, the Palestinians are going through and now what the Israelis are going through. And we were all confused by that because we were like, Vice put out literally two short docs showing the Palestinian and Israeli sides of yeah. the conflict. And it wasn't really like, like there was, it, it wasn't pro one side or the other. It was like, here we are. Here's what's happening. 
So that that's the issue I take with this, because certainly, you know, I've had my share of parachuting into many different countries, but we would never go in and just, you know, valiantly decry and de- declare we knew it was going on. In fact, when I was in Ukraine, there was um, British media, public, like publicly, no, no, it wasn't publicly funded British media. It was one of their news corporations had put out fake news about a protest that was actually pro Yanukovych. I could be getting this wrong. It's been almost 10 years. And it was a, a big rally of Ukrainians came out to support their president. And then some media outlet like lied about it and said it was it was opposing it or whatever. And we were all confused. We were like, what? They're all waving Ukrainian flags and supporting their president. But of course, the Western narrative was the Ukrainians hated Yanukovych and they didn't want the Russian regime. They wanted the EU and all that stuff. So you got the same fake news. So when I see like these vapid Hollywood actors who specifically fly into a country to tell the world the Russians are to tell the truth about Russia's invasion of our country, says the Ukraine's uh, say, say office of Ukraine's president, and he meets with the president, and it's very clear he has an agenda. I'm like this. I just I can't stand the lies and the propaganda. Like there are a lot of journalists down there right now who are doing a really good job in telling people what's going on, and it does not look good for Russia. And that's all you need to do. You don't need to. You know who's cool? Trey Yanks is cool. Who's that? Fox News. Trey. He's uh, I'm pretty sure he's on the ground right now in Kiev reporting. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, I've seen yeah. his name. Yeah, yeah it is a good yeah, job. Yeah. There you go. Cool, cool. That's what a reporter does. They go down there and they say, here's what's happening. Right. Like they're tweeting like air raid sirens. Like they're not posting photos of themselves with like the, at an angle, with, like carrying their bag. Like, I abandoned my car. We have to make it to the border. Yeah, they're not doing that. They're like wearing bulletproof vests. And, like I'm reporting here in, center, in central Kiev. Right now we're hearing because there's journalism and then there's whatever this is. The beautiful ones of Universe 25. This yeah. is Coney 2012, 2022. Remember that movie, Coney 2012? Oh, man. No, the propaganda campaign. Yeah, yeah. That was crazy. I saw those stickers everywhere. I didn't know what they were. Dude. It was, it was Coney 2012. You guys remember, you don't remember that? It was, uh. Oh, I remember that. There was this documentary. It was a, it was like a commercial and it was the stupidest thing ever because it was like, the digital media has allowed us to have power like more than ever before and we can come together and it was this big grandiose narrative how we can all join forces and fight for the good of stopping this one guy in an African nation who's trafficking oh, kids. This. Wasn't he already dead? And he like, yeah, he apparently wasn't oh even gosh. involved anymore. <laughs> he was but, an evil guy. He had child soldiers or something. But yeah, he was. I think he was already dead by the time the or, documentary came I don't know if out. he was dead, but he was like, he was ousted already. Right. It was like yeah. not happening. But my issue was kind of like, they made this documentary that was very grandiose about like global affairs in the world. And they're like, and that's why we need your help to stop one guy you've probably never heard of in a Central African nation who's like a bad guy. But sure. man, on our list of bad dudes, like Al Baghdadi <laughs> yeah. was still like, you know, there was ISIS. Yeah. Well, actually, 2012, how, how prominent was ISIS back then? They were fairly prominent, right? They were JV then, no, I think. No. no. It, yeah. It was before ISIS. Yeah, you're right. Well, that was, uh, uh, and that was, was Kony before or after Bin Laden? After. Needless to say, yeah. there were many bad people <laughs> yeah. other than this one Coney. Yeah, and it was all, let's come together. It just felt like World Economic Forum propaganda. Looking back mm. on it, I was still in the Obama Maybe. brain fog at what that time. What was his plan, though? Like, what was the, what was well, the then the guy who did it, like, from that organization was, like, stripped, stripped nude and started, like, yeah. jumping up and down and banging on the pavement while gripping himself, if you know what, what I mean. What? Like, oh, wow, I remember <laughs> What's that. going yeah. on? <laughs> Jason Russell, the director. Was that it? Yeah. I'm going to look into that. That what wasn't if, a part of the tactic. To take take down. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. But I'm wondering. Here's what I'm wondering. What if the Coney 2012 video was the test firing of a social media manipulation tactic or weapon, basically? Yeah. Can we weaponize propaganda to direct everyone to do one mm. thing? And they tried it out to see what would happen because you got to test weapons. Mm. And it was a fifth generational warfare. I was thinking about this, actually, because technically – 
people have the data on society as in terms of okay what do we need to do what do we need to put in front of people's screens in order for them to render this type of behavior and if you think of like all of these crazy campaigns and and social media trends over the years like one comes to mind like that als ice bucket challenge and stuff just just that and and doing these different trends you can sort of guess where you can lead society in a particular direction just by socially engineering stuff like that so technically they have enough data to know that they can make people jump just by doing certain things yeah the russian propaganda campaign has been going on since Ah, 14, 2015, 16? When, when did that turn on? 2015? I mean, they've all, everyone's always running propaganda campaigns. Like every country's got it. What I'm actually wondering is, um, you guys have heard of Havana Syndrome? Yeah. Have you no, heard of that? that? No. So there are people who have reported that they'll be, you know, like working in some government building and they'll hear a hum. And then all of a sudden they'll start getting headaches and they'll start getting blurry vision and they get permanent like vision damage. And for a while, people were just like, oh, it must be some something unrelated and people are overreacting. But then the, the White House got hit by Havana Syndrome. Really? So it may be some kind of directed energy weapon meant wow. to cause long-term damage to a person. Because think about it this way. If you're, if you're engaged in a war with a long-term plan, you could be thinking, this person could probably be a threat. Cause damage to them now so they don't last five or ten years in this industry. Diminish the amount of time they have so they're not a threat to you in the future. That's the kind of crazy stuff we're saying. But here's what I was thinking with Russia. Do you guys really believe that nuclear weapons are the are the pinnacle of military might these days? Not anymore. No, no way. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, weapons of mass destruction, generally speaking, but we can also talk about biological weapons, chemical weapons, that no, kind no, of thing. No, no, no. Not even that. Laser that. weapon. I, I think if you know what it is, then it's not the that pinnacle of it. weapons technology. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. We didn't yeah. know about nukes. Manhattan Project. Yeah. There was speculation. Well, until they got used, right. Yep. So th- th- there was a report that came out where it was like, what could they be building? Some thought it was like a death ray, like a beam that would like, you know, cause damage. They didn't know for sure because all of these different areas were working on specific things and then journalists couldn't put it together. So if the U.S. Uh, or any country has something, one of the arguments put forward is that we would see the, the, the infrastructure operation. You'd see the trucks bringing certain materials to certain areas and bringing them underground. You'd know they'd be building something. But you don't know what they'd be building. So is it cyber? Is it influence? I- influential? Is it psychological manipulation? Or is it possible that, like we 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 even understand the concept of rods from God? That's a giant saddle. It's a satellite holding giant tungsten rods. It drops them and they slam into the earth. And they're like more powerful than nukes. Could they have something more powerful than even that? I'm I think because sure. they wouldn't tell us. I think that tiny tiny micro drones that can fly into people's ears are pretty dangerous. I'm, I'm I'm not, I don't know about that. that. I know. I don't either. That's the problem. <laughs> but that's a good but point. I can visualize it's because it's it. in your ear, Tim. That's why you don't know. <laughs> that's a good point, right? Like, Black I'm, I'm so ready to dismiss the idea of micro drones flying in your ear and, like, killing you or whatever. But that's actually a, a good idea. We would not know, and we would think it was crazy. Mm-hmm. If, like, a CIA officer was just like, the U.S., micro drones flying yes. in your ear, kill you like that. Yes. We'd be like, shut up. <laughs> yep. Not true. Because we wouldn't believe it. I remember, I think it was 2004. I was like, they can fly a drone into a window <laughs> and hurt someone? Like, it was like groundbreaking, the concept of being able to go- literally, yeah. like. I, I don't know if you guys remember the Black Mirror episode, but the way they introduced these tiny lethal drones was because the bees died. I was like, oh, well, we have bees that are dying. That's so interesting. What if we decide to try to fix this problem with these little drones that can activate if your social credit score is low or something like that? And that's what ended up happening in that episode. Yo. That's why I stopped being that Look at this story. Oh, my gosh. The disturbing story of the heart attack gun invented by the CIA during the Cold War. 
The heart attack gun fired a dart made of frozen shellfish toxin that would enter the target's bloodstream and kill them in mere minutes without leaving a trace. Senator Frank Church holds aloft the heart attack gun during a public hearing. I mean, think about that. A frozen dart with shellfish toxin? That sounds like caveman technology. I mean, not really, but it's like based on our standards, like, sure, you're just poisoning somebody. Think about what they could make. What if it had like polonium in it or something more brutal? So easily to deliver this stuff. So easy to deliver these kinds of, these kinds of things. So there's a scope on it and they hit you with it. You have a heart attack and it leaves no trace. Amazing. Yep. And then what, how did that come out? Do you know much the about this story? Yeah. Cause these guys are testifying in front of Congress about it right they now. They say, uh, in 1975, more than 30 years of almost unrestricted CIA activity came grinding to a halt before Senator Frank Church on Capitol Hill after the shocking revelations of the Watergate scandal. Okay, so it was, I guess it was Watergate. Mm. The uh, American public had suddenly gained an, in, uh, an intense interest in the activities of their intelligence agencies. Unable to resist the growing disquiet any longer, Congress was forced to peer into the dark corners of the Cold War, and some of them held bizarre secrets. What they found was was the stuff of paranoid thrillers and hair-raising spy fiction alike. Aside from plans to assassinate national leaders from across the globe and extensive spying on American citizens, investigators came across the heart attack gun a macabre weapon that could cause death in minutes without leaving a trace. This is the story of what may be one of the most, one of the central intelligence agency's most chilling gadgets. That we know of. Yeah. There was, there was an old conspiracy where this woman was posting crazy stuff on Facebook and people started asking like, who was she and why was she posting this? Cause it was like seemingly random gibberish. It would be a large paragraph saying something like, I went to the store to pick up an oatmeal spoon, but the dog came running in with the vanilla. When I saw it, I screamed and jumped in the car and drove to the edge of the cliff where the surfers were screaming. Like, it was just nonsense, right? And you were like, what, what is this? Mm-hmm. And so everyone was trying to figure out what it was. And um, I don't know if I've, it could have just been fake. Some people believed that what was happening was that someone working in intelligence was using a fake profile to post messages that someone else could receive without anyone making the connection. The message was publicly available, hard to find because it was on a, a random Facebook profile, and the person, only the person who knew what to look for could read it. Others speculated that the woman who was posting it, who was older, was former CIA, and that she had been drugged with some kind of psychoactive, you know, drug and to basically drugs. corrupt her mind so that she could no longer tell people what she knew. Mm. Like it was someone who knew secrets who was going to bl- blow the whistle. So they used some kind of drug to twist her brain so she could no longer form proper sentences. Was she CIA? She was CIA? Is that why that? Just conspiracy theory. Just oh. people were like, they believed they found her name in like, you know, uh, a, re- a debate database related to like government workers or something. Could all just be fake. Could have just been someone having a, having a laugh. But there was like years of these posts. Interesting. So it was kind of like, I don't know about that. It could just be some crazy lady who was posting yeah. random gibberish because she was unwell. But it's it's crazy to hear these stories because while that story may be just totally irrelevant, when you hear about in the 70s, they have a heart attack gun. My question is, does the United States or any other government have the ability to make you insane? How hard would it be to do something to someone's brain to make it so they can't talk properly? Uh, I don't know if this is off the list of stuff we can talk about, but can you talk about other go- of other governments? What do you uh, mean? So I, uh, I like to research a lot about things happening in like, uh, with China's government. Yeah. Mm. And I've, doing it? I've seen some documentaries. You were talking about the Havana syndrome and I've seen some documentaries of people that, um, oppose their government 
And what what happens is that there was this like one family where the regime was sent after them and they had these types of devices that would be in proximity to their houses and it would cause them to become very confused. It would make them ill. So it's like what you're describing is, sounds kind of similar. And then I also saw something about how they're working on something to uh, essentially something to do with like controlling their people's brains. I don't know how advanced they are, how far off that is, but uh, yeah, that's a possibility from what I've been seeing. Well, this brings me to Yuval Noah Harari talking about hacking humans. This mm. is like one of the number two, number three guys at the World Economic Forum. Yeah. And he's he's blatantly saying it has come to the point now where we can hack human brains and it's yeah. going to continue to happen. But but you got to understand that at, the, at a rudiment, in a rudimentary sense, Hacking human brain is just talking to someone. Right. You know what True. I mean? True. Right. Like, you know what to say to make them behave a certain way. So you publish commercials. Oh, yeah. you Subliminal publish- messaging was like the right. oldest version of this in media. You know, when they'd flash an image in the middle of a commercial and you wouldn't even realize you saw it. But then you start thinking about it. Dude, when I was, uh, uh, when I was like 20, I was hanging out with my friends and we were watching, I think, I can't remember, we might have been watching like Colbert Report or something. And it was a commercial, and it was dumb, and it was just like, you know, body armor, deodorant. We weren't paying attention. And then all of a sudden, it went, bam, real quick. What? And I caught it. It said, U.S. Army, go U.S. Army. What? And then my friend had TiVo, and so I was like, stop it. Go back. And there was a split second where it just showed the U.S. Army logo. (laughs) I don't know what it was. That's straight up from The Simpsons. Yeah. Joined the Navy. And then I was like, dude, for like a second— it just played a bramp and showed that and flickered in and out and it said go army like it was like i think it was go army it was like it may have been an army of one whatever the logo was at the time huh so i don't i don't know what that was but it just like flashed on the screen and so far be it for me to accuse anybody of doing that on purpose i don't i don't know yeah, but i'm just saying that kind of stuff was this on cable cuz sometimes yeah, there are cable. weird mix ups with like the commercials right. that they're playing uh, it could have been it could have been because we were watching cable for sure yeah. interesting like like one well, commercial it was called Bear. yeah that's right it's comedy central yeah, yeah. I saw like uh, a porn one time, and there was really a, in. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you about <laughs> it. Tell us <laughs> there was there was sublim- oh. like over the the video. It was talking like the Russians have invaded. It is a humanitarian crisis. Just like wait, what? Over, it kept repeating it over and over again. Recently? No, this was like four years ago. When did the Russians invade? It, oh, I don't oh. remember the exact propaganda that it was saying, Crimea. but it kept it was like seeding this propaganda over and over again over the video. I was like, what That's the heck? Weird. So it was blatant. It wasn't quiet. It was like. It was subtle though. It was very weird, very weird. The only way to see it was to listen to it. It was crazy. Huh? You gotta so stop, there, man. There are so there are that might be true. Going to destroy your brain. <laughs> there are a couple um, interesting devices that we know about. So apparently, you can buy flashlights that will shine specific patterns of light or colors mm. that make people feel nauseated. Mm, easily done. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's um, ULF sound generators, which is also the subject of ultra low. Yeah, ultra low frequency. Um, I, I, I think this may be conspiracy territory, territory, like, well, I guess it's not a conspiracy, it's not criminal, but, uh, uh, the idea is the militaries are working on technology where, and look, look this up, cause this, this might be nonsense, but I was reading about ghosts a long time ago, mm. and I want scientific explanations for the ghost phenomenon. I don't care about someone being like, it's the spirit of someone, I'm like, get out of here. And so what I read was that in many of these areas where people claim there's hauntings, They've also found evidence of ultra low frequencies coming from maybe underground or from, from terrestrial movement, hmm. things like that, like geological activity. And this can have an impact on someone's body and cause manipulations in perception or a sense of someone being there around them or something like that. Right. And so this idea was weaponized. 
purportedly, again, I haven't read, it was like 15 years ago, I was reading something on the internet, probably fake. But uh, it was saying something like, they have taken generators that generate ultra low frequency sound, and it causes people to feel disoriented, confused, uh, paranoid, and sick. Mm-hmm. So these kinds of weapons, I, I, I would have to say, I believe, come on. Of course, militaries around the world have been working on ways to incapacitate people by any means necessary. This is the uh, from MilitaryTimes.com. It's called Talking Plasma. You can find that if you look up MilitaryTimes.com and Talking Plasma. And uh, instead of beaming a flashlight, a flashing light or shouting over a loudspeaker to keep people away from sensitive areas, new technology being developed could allow troops to fire a laser that can form a plasma ball that talks to the potential intruder. What? 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 Talks to Wait, someone what? with a laser. Okay. This is, this is military tech. Yeah, this is militarytimes.com. Pentagon what? scientists are making talking plasma laser balls for use as non-lethal weapons in 2019. <gasps> That's more what? like it. I was going to say all these weapons seem Stop clumsy. or we'll be forced to fire upon you. This is awesome. I think a lot of UFOs that we see on radar are these plasma balls being yeah. moved around really fast just with laser. What were you saying before? It was like three lasers. Yeah, you triangulate, triangulate. at least at least three, three or more by uh, quadrangulate. You know, you can, and then you you hit the, a, a point in the sky and create a ball of plasma, and then you can move. So that it's around. basically all the lasers are intersecting. Yeah, creating a single point where the energy intersects, and you can see it. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, so maybe they're pointing those towards people's <clears throat> brains. I don't know if they can make they're you gonna, hear things. They're gonna one day Ian's gonna be like complaining of hearing a humming noise. <laughs> He's going to be like, the Panama, pa- pa- the, 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 the Panama pump, the Panama, what was it? <laughs> what was I can't it? remember. Mm-hmm. I wonder what if, we're talking about. I just, I, I hear you. I mean, all this set aside, though, I, I could understand them developing these experimental new technologies to use as weapons, but they pretty much know how to control people already. You just make them lazy. Yep. You just yeah, their look, ability to defer gratification. That takes, they that they takes will generations. do whatever you want. It but takes, they've already done it. Yes, but listen, no, I mean, we're here. We've got a couple of, of people watching. There, there are always going to be some people in a population who don't fall into it. But if they can, if they can take a a sonar dish or something and point it at you and click a button, and then all of a sudden you're like, "No, what's happening?" Yes, I love Joe Biden. He's the greatest <laughs> president. They do it. They'd be like, "All right, mission, mission accomplished." I have to go make Biden tunes. That's right. I have to go make right. Biden tunes. You're talking about ways to control that aren't like um, taking away something, like taking away your food or taking away your money. Yeah, well, look, as long as you get people to pursue pleasure rather than virtue, as soon as they believe that public opinion is on a specific side of an issue, they're going to go along with it because that's what's easier for them, and they've habituated themselves towards always taking the path of least resistance. Well, then, how about we take the path of the Super Chats That's right. and uh, talk to all you guys? So if you haven't already, pack that like button. The Chicken City live stream is now up, and we are slowly building and expanding it. So, so good. Uh, I don't even know what the URL is to Chicken City, oh. but it, oh, let me you know see, I'll see if I can YouTube. find it. You can search Chicken City on YouTube, and it's yeah. one of the first ones that'll come and up. And it's just a twenty-four-seven. It's been streaming for days. Yeah, a few and days it's just now. the chickens. Yeah. So we're going to be adding more cameras. We're going to be adding the night vision. You can, can listen it. to them. They scream all day. <laughs> you can sometimes hear us talking, like when we're walking around outside and stuff like that. So Chicken City is pretty awesome, and um, it's it's rudimentary. So a lot of people are like, "We need more cameras." Like, yep. We've got multiple cameras now. We just need to get to the point where we configure everything. The idea was, as always, start it up, slowly build up from there. So we'll be adding night vision soon. But don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show if you really like it, posting that URL wherever you can. Go to TimCast.com, become a member right now, because we're going to have that members-only segment coming up for you at 11 p.m. And now, let's read your Super Chats. The top Super Chat, whose name I can't read because that's how YouTube does it, says, see you guys in the wasteland. Hmm. Post-apocalyptia, baby. All right. Pirate Torres, what does it say? Pirate Torres. Spice up Chicken City a bit by theming it like a brothel. 
with a stage. <laughs> Call it Kickin' <laughs> Chicken City. Drums, bass, horns, and all. Mm-hmm. We have a problem because um, we have uh, Roberto, who's the, the, the patriarch. He is the... We never... We didn't intend to buy a rooster. We never bought a rooster. We bought... We bought eight chickens. A couple died. We adopted another one. And it turns out one of our chickens was actually a dude. Yep. Well, he promptly started making more chickens with the other chickens. And then we uh, we had a bunch hatch. And one of them is Roberto Jr. For a while, everything was fine because I made sure, you know, I talked to some some chicken tenders, you know, chicken farmers. <laughs> and they said it's fine to have the young cockerel with his dad because as long as he grows up with them, they won't. They don't like it's not like, you know, the movies where they fight to the death. Or they don't do that. But they will like be territorial. So now they're basically like yelling at each other in com- competition. One will rock a rubber and the other one will go and they just keep going back and forth because they're like, I'm the boss. No, I'm the boss. And so we may just separate them or bring more hens in. And we got 54 eggs in the incubator. Oh, we got a lot. Dude, we caught some hot action of the two roosters fighting over one of the hens. Oh my God. And yeah, was, was I don't brutal, know, if, was dude. it the young one that threw the drop kick? Yeah. The double, double. Roberto Jr. Kick. drop kicked Roberto Ooh. Sr. That was hot. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, was Chicken City is full of drama, man. People don't get it. Like, Roberto and Roberto Jr., it's father and son fighting over these women. You know it's what crazy. I mean? Yeah. Like you should hire someone to just commentate. Just yeah. commentate what oh, they're that's doing. That's a good idea. <laughs> I wonder if oh, Sarah's walking in there. Rogan do a clip for us. Just get hire someone to sit there all day watching and just telling people what's happening. You just have, you have to get a bunch of different angles and then really dramatize it with music and have like testimonials <laughs> with the chickens in front of the camera. Yes. All right, all right. Let's read more. Let's see what we got. All right. David C says, I know it was a couple weeks ago, but Steven Crowder did a video about Wikipedia and how to become an editor and their bias test. You should check it out. Interesting. Jeff Rocha says, all government is just theater on a world stage. All governments are in this thing together, and all of us normal people are just their victims. You know, I started thinking about how conspiratorial you can get, and it's like, is Russia doing this invasion on purpose to destroy gas prices so they can get us off of fuel and be like, Joe Biden's going to come out and be like, gas prices are at $10. We need a, we need a, a Green New Deal right now. And then everyone's going to be like, please, please, anything to alleviate the suffering. Hmm. All because of that dang Putin who was on the World Economic Forum website up until a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Or is that stupid? And Vladimir Putin is just a proud guy who was like, don't know, don't care. And they're like, no, Putin, what they've are you doing? Gotta, Stop. They've got to know that nation building doesn't work at this point. So like to, to put all these weapons on, on NATO, on the borders of Russia, just you, I, I think that they know it, it creates instability. So who's making this call at this point? It can't, it can't be government. It's got to be some sort of, <clears throat> some sort of corporate authority, mm-hmm. extrajudicial authority. Coldilocks says, what you don't understand, Tim, is that this is normal in war. It's called soldiers of fortune, or better known as mercenary work. This sort of thing has been around since even before the Greek Empire. I believe they're referring to the foreign soldiers who are fighting on both sides of the conflict. Mm. Um, the, the Syrians are mercenaries, right? We, with the Hessians, with the British Empire, right? Yeah. They, they send them out here. But um, when you have NATO countries sending civilians to volunteer to fight for Ukraine, these aren't, these aren't mercenaries. They are people who are choosing to come and fight for a global institution or something. That's the crazy thought. That people aren't simply being like, I'm not part of Ukraine. Leave me out of it. No, you have like Latvia. You have Poland. You have the US, UK citizens being like, we'll all team up and have this NATO alliance of civilians volunteering. And I'm just kind of like, if you're giving fighter jets money and weapons and your citizens are fighting, I kind of feel like, how is that not war? Hmm. You know, like imagine if, you know, you're, you're a country and the neighboring country is like, I didn't declare war on you. My people just are invading your country. 
<clears throat> Granted, they're not invading Ukraine. They're being welcomed in. So it is different. It's like joining the resistance, I guess. Kind of crazy. Glenn says, Tim, if a U.S. citizen goes to fight for the for Ukraine, they should be stripped of their U.S. citizenship so they can be used as a PO, uh, so they can't be used as a POW or hostage. It's interesting. Uh, Russia has put out a statement saying any foreign fighter in Ukraine will not be treated as a POW. They'll be treated as criminals because they are not enemy combatants by international law. They're just random people shooting at their soldiers. Hmm. I'm paraphrasing basically what they were saying, which is crazy. Coldilocks says mercenaries were even used in World War II and, uh, and on. This is common for wars. It's just the first time our generation has seen it through since a real war hasn't happened for 30 plus years, though Latvia sanctioning it is unusual. Right. When, and that's what I'm referring to. I understand that Russia recruiting Syrian soldiers to fight for them is like mercenary fighters, sort of. It is a little different. It's like, it's, you know, but, uh, uh the 16,000 foreign fighters going to Ukraine is weird. All right. Oh, hell no, says it may not be the apocalypse, but all signs point to a hell of a lot darker future than than the deniers want to accept. Don't ever water down the truth. Yeah, man, that's crazy, man. I mean, they even man, said man, it, man. Uh, World Economic Forum, prepare for a angrier world. Isn't that what he said? Hmm. Uh, yeah. Interesting. I didn't see that. You guys, you guys ever watch the movie Kingsman? Yes. Great movie. No, I didn't. The bad guy is played by Sam Jackson, and he's a tech billionaire who wants to purge the world because of climate change. Hmm. Bruh. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. That's the the correct response. (laughs) Yep. But he's the bad guy. I don't know. I got this article that says that uh, transgender women are stuck in Ukraine because they're not letting men leave the country, and it says male on their identification. Well, they are male. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that's not to make a comment on any of the trans issues. If the government of Ukraine is saying biologically male or female. It is an example of people kind of dancing around the United States about their gender. But when it comes down to it and there's war, men fight and women, you know, women can also fight, but men fight like men are, men are held to fight. It doesn't matter what gender you feel like you are. If you're, if you've got the biology. I'll tell you this. I mean, my view is we talked about like women in the air force when that whole thing happened with Tucker. I was like, if you have a hundred soldiers, if you have a hundred men and a hundred women and we're no longer, well, actually, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add something to this thought. But if we're at a point where we have absolute luxury and feminism, you have a hundred men and a hundred women and only your men are fighting, and I have a hundred men and a hundred women, and I got a hundred men and fifty women fighting, I got more soldiers than you. And women can pull triggers too. So maybe they won't be as effective in certain ways compared to like what the men are able to like endure. Like I'm talking about like lifting things or climbing things. But I got some female snipers that seem to get the job done. Oh, and they can carry ammo. That's yeah. for sure. They can they can provide for the war effort. They can do stuff. Can drive that trucks. being said, considering the birth rate is in rapid decline for many of these countries, they probably would like to, like you know, not have their women die in war. Yeah, yeah. you can send yeah. your kids too. But you don't want to do that either. Well, I, so Yikes, I, and I, this is actually something that was said to me by a female friend of mine who is in the army in a non-combat role. She doesn't believe women should be in combat roles because you have to be able to carry your fellow soldier if they are wounded, and it's much more difficult for women to carry men. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But I think they're, you know, the way I see it is if you've got 100 men and 50 are support roles and 50 are combat, and I got 100 men all combat and 50 women in support roles, I'm better off. I got more fighters than you. You know, like whatever your view of it is. But then again, with declining birth rates, maybe you might want to not have women die. Yeah, because, a Pyrrhic victory. Yeah. Maybe you'll women take the are the ones who land, have babies. But, yeah. We have one, we have one rooster who made all of these babies. Yep. So technically 12 we ordered because we're, we're trying to get some genetic diversity, but we had one rooster and he sired himself. 44 
eggs right now. That's Very Zeus like of him. Can he's we rename him Zeus? That's yeah. a good name, yeah. A lot of kids. So he's already got, I think, eight children. Genghis Khan. That's eight, he's already got eight kids. Yeah. And he's got 44 kids incubating. Oh One God. guy. Beast. Yeah, well, that's how it works. If we had 10 roosters, we'd have no babies. You know? Oh, yeah. Too much competition. All right. Sean says, thanks for having on Gothics. Highly Ooh. recommend your viewers follow her. She's a hardworking woman that dishes out some of the best content I've, I've, I've seen in the last two years. She's informative, humble, and at times extremely funny. At times, <laughs> at times. Well, I do you know what? That. Screw you, Sean. <laughs> no. Here he here he pays twenty bucks to compliment you, and that's your response. Well, the comment wasn't good enough. Not good enough. Comment. <laughs> oh, here's another one. Elizabeth Carmela says, "Gothic. She's wicked smart. I've learned so much from watching her. Such a beautiful person, inside and out. Love her style oh. too. Always looking fresh." That person has to be from Rhode Island if they're saying wicked, wicked, wicked smart, wicked smart. Filthy Hippie says, is it a conspiracy to not tell people you pooped your pants when you were five years old? I don't, <laughs> un- I don't understand. It depends on how much of an effort yeah. there is to cover it up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Was right. it illegal what you did? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's grab some more super chats. Kenny Cab says Trump should have released all the JFK tapes and freed Assange. That is correct. That is absolutely correct. Mm. The ultimate Naruto fanboy says, yo, there's something on your mic, Tim. It was a stink bug. It was, And yeah. he has been removed, hmm. unfortunately for him. Mm-hmm. At least stink bugs are doofy. They're kind of funny. And the chickens love eating them. They do. I heard that in China they eat them because they taste like apples. Yeah, yeah they I'm smell too, really bad, too though. Too scared to yeah. try. Yeah, yeah it's like stim- stink bugs. I see them around. Used to have them at my house uh, when I was younger. They're just... They're so stupid. They're, they're not threatening. You know, like, <laughs> right. wait, like there's other pets like roaches or spiders. They're kind of they like creepy it. and almost a little sinister looking. And the stink <laughs> bugs are just stupid. Like I can't, I can't be upset with them. They're Light, just right? these bumbling little idiots. Yep. Yeah. You, you'll like watch them walk around and you, and you'll like put your finger near it and it just jumps and kamikazes to the ground and just falls <laughs> on its like back. Like, yeah. It's like, like dead. Okay. Yeah. No, they just jump off the walls and fall. They're really, I really can't they're be really mad at them. slow and they're really dumb. Yeah. yeah. But when they release that stink oil or yeah, you gotta be gentle yeah, with them. That. They That's freak out, and they then they release stink the stink bugs. <laughs> yeah, well, when you when you're out here in the summer and there's like three thousand of them, so many. last year was crazy bad. It was really bad. Yeah, I can't there was like an, fifty on my window. because they're spreading all over. And now there's that other bug. I forgot what it's called. It's that uh, it's a, it's another Chinese bug, and it like Great. destroys trees. Awesome. Yo, you know, they, they have the weird spotted feather, uh, not spotted wings or whatever. I can't oh, remember. Yeah, Do you I think remember. this is fifth dimensional war, fifth generational war, the stink bug invasion? It might be. Sending invasive species that destroy our crops. They, they only arrived like 20 years ago. They yeah. weren't around and it was in Pennsylvania where they landed the stink bug infestation. Now they're everywhere. Do you guys remember at the beginning of the pandemic, people were getting seeds in the mail from China? Yes. Yeah. No? Yeah. And people were planting yeah. them yeah. according people to reports. Them. Yeah. yeah. Invasive species. People were randomly getting packages in the mail they didn't order and yeah. they had seeds and they'd be like, oh, I'm going to plant them and they would. What the heck? Idiots. Why? <laughs> right. Yeah. Fifth. Wait, so what were DHS? they? I don't know. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. We never heard anything. Genetically about. modified plants that we people. 5G waves to yeah. choke out. Well, like Kudzu in the Deep South is really bad for them. Like really bad. I don't know where that came from. Probably not China. Ryan B says there's a bug on Tim's mic uh-huh. on. Dark Matter says that stink bug on Tim's mic is distracting. <laughs> Did you guys watch when I flicked him off or was the camera not on? No, the I don't think I saw it. Send him on his merry way. Tra- uh, Tadpole says overpopulation of deer is partly caused by taking best and strongest from herd. They make up with quantity the loss of quality. Maybe we've lost quality. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Scary thought. Yeah. King Tesseract says, 
Republicans winning 2022 is the best thing that could happen to the Democrats. If conservatives want to make a stand, they shouldn't vote for Republicans, not senators, reps, prez, only vote for a rep, uh, a Republican governor willing to call for a convention of states. I see what you're saying. I, I, are you saying that basically the more Democrats are in control, the worse it is for them? They absorb all the blame? I could see that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's probably arguing we're just going to have a collapse either way. And if Republicans are in charge, it's going to look like it was their fault. Yeah. Kyle Miller says, I like how in two months we went from possible civil war to World War Three. Crazy times. Also, here's my super chat worth two gallons of gas. That's uh, 10 bucks. Um, we didn't go from possible civil war to World War Three. We went from possible civil war with World War Three. Yeah, it's like a side dish. Yeah. <laughs> so great. The main course. World uh, War II's getting a sequel. Civil War's getting a sequel. Yes. It's all happening at once. And we, we just keep rebooting everything. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? The writers of this season. Some World War II Part Two. Is that yeah. what this is? World War II Part Two. Global boo. World War Two. <laughs> two. <laughs> yeah. Eddie says, "Get Tim. Uh, what is this? Get Tim instead of city urban liberal types. I prefer crazy urban neurotic tools. Mm, no. <laughs> city urban liberal type as a statement is not offensive in any way." But when you put it together and you show the first letter of every word, it becomes offensive. That's kind of, you know, that's the thing. Not as offensive as theirs. Madison Lynn says, Ian, we only follow Incan laws in my house. You're weird. And that was slander. I love you anyways. <laughs> I love you, sir. Incan laws. Yeah. Conspiracy theories. People keep telling me I got a stink bug. Is it, it, I, I made it's a lot of, deal. you know what we should do? We should put stink bugs on here on purpose because we yeah. got a lot of super chats because of that. <laughs> we know. <laughs> Cyrus Nershul says, war is going to happen. It's just a matter of time. The East, Russia, and China, and West, EU, NATO, are fundamentally incompatible. The only question is how much damage is done to the world. Hmm. A lot. Helmsway says, gas prices in Russia, $2 a gallon for premium. Fact check me. Is that true? Someone look that up. I'm going to look that up right now. $2 a gallon for gas in Russia? That'd be nice. Well, we'll see how things play out. I wonder how much it usually costs, though. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, quote, don't make me stick up for Trump, end quote, LOL. That's how it, that's how it went. There was a really funny comedy sketch by a guy who it was, who was titled, Stop Making Me Defend Trump. And it was like, he overhears someone saying something about Trump and he's like, that, that's not true. That didn't happen. And they're like, why are you defending Trump? Yeah. Do you support him? No, 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 no. That just, what you're saying isn't true. And they're like, you must be a Trump supporter. And he's like, ugh. Yeah, gas prices are really low in Russia right now. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. Well, it's because they produce a lot of gas. Yeah, sure it is. Travis says, Ian rolls a solid 100 tonight. Oh. Keep on, brother, man. Woo. All right, I'm going to roll. I'll let you know what I get. <laughs> Ashton Hamlet says, y'all should check out Inside Job on Netflix. Stupid, funny kind of show about conspiracies in the deep state. Thanks for being real and honest. I have seen it. It was funny-ish. What'd you get? 17. Oof. Oof. Where's the other one? Rip. Yeah, give me your best. All right, I got the 100-sided die. Let's do it. Wait. Is Yo, good stop? things coming. Wanders all over the it table. It is a 27. Ooh. Almost a 17, though. <laughs> yeah. Almost. It was almost a 17. 17 was one the other in, direction. In lockstep. Yeah. You guys want to roll? Let me roll. All right. Your shots. There he goes. A hundred. They're basically just like. This is a weapon. They're really yeah. yeah. They're yeah. like balls. They put them so on your eyes, cool. too. They're so heavy. <laughs> that was huge. <laughs> that was that. Yeah, they roll oh, off the table. Oh, yeah, I roll off the table. Okay, here we go. It's, uh -oh. it's on you. Wait, what it's do you guys all, think is coming? I don't know. It's Type still going. Yeah, everyone guessed. Mine's yeah. chasing yours. It's, yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh, coming back. Coming battle. Back. Oh, These things are so weird. They roll wherever they want. 
Let's see. Let's see. Uh, and we gosh, have 83? 83. Nice. It looks like an 81. 83 Ooh. plus 17, oh, 100. Nice. Oh, there you go. There you go. Something you guys to it. rolled great. Good work. Thank Together you. we Thank rolled you. 100. That was good. Here's a good one. Wounded Man says, Buying a freeze dryer a few years ago to save our leftovers and extra chicken eggs seems like a good idea now. To some of our city friends who laughed at us for getting it, calling mm. us crazy preppers. But hey, I hope the bugs will be tasty. <laughs> I mean... A lot of people are chatting up random numbers. Can we get refrigeration <laughs> units that are like on the wall so they don't take up floor space? Oh, interesting. What? We should get a lot they of They still occupy lateral space. That's okay. But even if they're not on the floor. Not ground space. Like put them up high. Maybe you can pull it open like that or something. I don't know. Something, I probably exists. We have a gigantic freezer full of meat and we can't stack them. That's the problem. And pizzas. And we, pizzas. We, we got Giordano's. Very yeah. important. Yeah, I order. I like ordering hot dogs and pizza from Chicago. Okay. It's very expensive. Hmm. Eat one of those later. But it's Import hot dogs? So, uh, you know, we have parties where we, we get hot dogs and pizza flown in from Chicago. Okay. Okay, yes, Barack. That's right. <laughs> I know. There, we got it. Yeah. But we actually do. It's Portillo's and Giordano's and Lou Malnati's. Because yeah. Chicago hot dogs and pizza are very famous. Mm-hmm. The Portillo's hot dogs, man. And so then good, you dude. come with the peppers it's and tomatoes well, and the celery salt and everybody Giordano's makes them. so good. They're good. We're, we're going to be grilling Jimmy John's on Saturday for my birthday. Grilling Jimmy John's? Grilling. Yeah. So we were trying to like, like I was asked what I wanted for my birthday, and I said I would like to order a bunch of Jimmy Johns, turn on the grill, and then Take open them apart. No, just open them and and grill them for like thirty seconds so they get like crisp. Oh, like oh, paninis. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, not kind of. You're not pressing them. You just oh, open cool. facing them so like it melts, and then so oh, we're gonna we're gonna do it. Great. And, <laughs> and uh, for the whole week, nothing but Jimmy Johns. Oh, yeah. Nice. I saw what some... is a Jimmy John? Jimmy Johns. Yeah. What's that? Sandwiches. What's sandwich. Yeah. Just say a sandwich. But Jimmy, Jimmy John's, John's is a special, special company. company. Yeah, yeah. Know. An American company. No, what, 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 what am I going to get? Subway? No. <laughs> yeah. No way. No, Subway. <laughs> what? Jimmy John's, man. Quizno's good, too. The business was founded by Jimmy John. Hey. Leo Taud. I heard stories that he used to walk in to like the franchise, and he has, a, he has like a credit card that says Jimmy John on it, and he can swipe it at any restaurant. <laughs> like, he'll walk into a Jimmy John's. I don't know if this is true. Someone I know who works there told me it was true. That he walks in, he's like, I'm Jimmy. And then he just like hands him the card and they swipe it and it gives him free food. The history That's is great. after just, high school, his dad it. gave him the ultimatum, join the military or start a business. So oh, he started Jimmy John's. Good for him. Smart guy. I don't know why I don't, that got me, man. I, just the idea of him walking, I'm Jimmy. Yeah. Like <laughs> anyone Someone, walking anywhere before they make a transaction and going, I'm Jimmy. Just <laughs> I guess he was proud. He's like, I, it's right. me. I yes, own sir. this franchise. Like I own the, 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 yeah. the, the name. You what know? about yeah, Papa John? Does he go in there? I'm Papa. Big guy. We had we had Papa John here, it's and nice. we we ordered pizzas, and he explained to us like everything wrong with the pizza. No way. Well, because he was like the way the pizza's got to be made is specific, and so he's like, see right here how the crust is not rising. That means they had a problem with this, and over here the sauce didn't go all the way. And he was like explaining because he takes his pizza very seriously, and he autographed a pizza box for he us. Did. We have kind oh. of an open invite to go down to his his house and do a pizza cooking contest. I really want to to learn if we ever have time. Yeah. All right, Samuel Bonin says, I started making the NPC game you mentioned on Friday. Still a prototype, but adding features. What is the best way to talk, share with you? Uh, tweet it at Ian. There you go. You heard the man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's your what's your, what's your Ian Twitter? Ian Crossland on Twitter. Send him a tweet. What was, the, what was the NPC game we were talking about? Like Lemmings with NPC oh, faces? Yeah, yeah well, that that's would be such amazing. a good idea. <laughs> yeah. You have to, it has to be political though. So it has to be like, you make them campaign and do stuff to like get to the level. <laughs> you have to like, yeah, shake a protest sign. Yeah. <laughs> if they, if you give them Throw too many. a Molotov. In, yes. Instead of yeah, like so instead of where like one lemming, you can do the stop lemming where he like puts his hands up. You make it so that there's like an antifa lemming holding a sign and like protesting, and they turn the other way. 
Yeah, or something you, like that. You could make them if they get overworked. They could have you angry. I don't know if you can. You only do a limited number of jobs on a lemming, or can you just do infinite, infinitely? One, one jobs? they can do one job at a time. Oh. Yeah. But and then some you, of you the can, jobs are permanent. So if you make so, them a stopper lemming, they can never move again. Right, a so digger. The, I think the, digs forever. Or no, no, no. Yeah, he digs until digging. he stops. Right, like so, so he'll dig until he hits a chamber, and then he stops digging. So if you need to destroy something in front of the lemming, they have like the pickaxe one, and this one, it would be an antifa with like a baseball bat, and he's vandalizing. <laughs> Bashing his way through, oh dude. God. You could so literally. It's, well, it's, it's a little dark. You could li- like, you could suicide the lemmings. Like they, there was That's an in the game actually. to explode yeah. them. No, I know. You, you if the, and some and of them blow stuff up. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of options in there. And then you could have grappling hook creepy. NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> they make ropes and they climb up. Uh, this really game sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right. Roberto Lara says, what a great sales pitch. Buy electric cars so when you think against the narrative, yeah. kill switch activated. <laughs> right? Seriously, dude. Yeah, Seriously. Elon's not going to be uh, saying that anytime soon, you know. Thankfully. Al pronounce it? Honda had a hydrogen version of the Accord in the early 2000s that was for sale in California. There were only two to three stations across the whole state and never got traction featured on British Top Gear. Yeah, it was a hydrogen cell, though. It wasn't uh, it wasn't water. It was uh, hydrogen cell cars. Mm. And it was a big deal, I remember, but like never took off. Storm Viking says, Seamus looks like the Ben Affleck meme where he's smoking a cig and just has that look of why me. I love how you guys are doing a great <laughs> job. I hope I don't have Being that. Drug I'm very blessed. I have a very That's good, a good life. Meme, I really, it is a good meme, yeah, though. I like that meme. Last night, Seamus got back. He was came, came in late, like 2 a.m., and I was like, who are the elites? I was just like, really? <laughs> oh, it was what, my and he was like, the elites are the people that will never get in trouble for anything they do. There you go. And it was just mind warping. Thank you, Seamus. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, I, it was funny. I was, um, I was driving out from an area where I've been staying because I wanted to be back at the house in the morning and I actually came very close to hitting a deer and oh, fortunately didn't. And I told Ian about it and he was like, it's crazy. We had this whole conversation oh, about yeah. the elites and Yo, yeah. listen to this. Objective says, in Japan this weekend, the Sesho Seki, a large stone that in mythology seals the Tamamo no Mei, the evil demon nine-tailed fox, split in half, thus releasing the demon. Bad omen. That does seem like what? a bad omen. What? I'm going to look that up. The Kyubi. How do you the spell nine-tailed that? The nine-tailed fox. Sesho Seki. How do you spell that? S-E-S-S-H-O-U dash S-E-K-I. It sealed the nine-tailed fox. You know, I know this is fake news because everybody knows the nine-tailed fox was sealed inside of Naruto. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> half of it was. The other half was sealed in the stomach of death. But, you know, I don't want to be nitpicking. Right. Wow. Tcan says, no man is more evil than the one with a righteous cause. Oof. Is it true? The sesh, uh, Seki, uh is it split, split open? Yeah. I was just reading about it. It's the apocalypse. Snopes. Yeah. Why would it be on Snopes? Because they're fact-checking it. They are fact-checking Yeah, they are. They actually From seven did. hours ago, yeah. What? I'm going to look at I bet at it's this. fake news. It's true. It is true. It's true, yeah. What? Yeah. Split in half. I'm gonna have to I don't, Revelation more. is out. Whatever they're saying about the beast and all that stuff. No, this is this the is true in. sign. This what? is it. Yep. Yeah. The killing stone is split. Yeah. Are you looking at Snopes? How did it split? I don't know. Just abruptly just ruptured? Wait, wait. It'd in March 2022, a photograph was circulated on social media of a famous rock in Japan called Seki, or Killing Stone that supposedly housed an evil spirit. This picture was often attached to a caption claiming it was recently found split in half, that the spirit or the nine-tailed fox had been released. Oh my gosh. It's true. It is true. As for the facts, while we have nothing concerning about uh, the consistence, the existence of the evil spirit, which is after all a mythical entity, we can say the Killing Stone truly split in half in March 2022. What? The world is over. It's it. We're done. 
Whoa. We're done. Um, I don't know. Maybe the evil I, spirits I, are here I to have help. read every <laughs> single... So. <laughs> Looking for a bright side here. <laughs> no, I'll see it. I have read every single chapter of Naruto from the beginning to the end. So I, I, I can tell you that nine-tailed fox... Hmm. It's bad news. Uh, I know a lot about whatever that means. <laughs> whatever that so is. So this is the yeah. spirit of the Nightail Fox is released? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> I did read Naruto, though. Wow, I started watching Attack on Titan recently because apparently Jordan Peterson said you had to. Mm. And I'm just kind of like, this is cool. You know? Do I have to? It's like a weird show. I wonder how many of the episodes he's seen because I, I kind of got bored with it after a while. Yeah. You know? Once the spectacle wore off. Of like the big heads and stuff. The big heads. Yeah, the giants, Attack which on. are crazy. My, one of my favorite memes was Attack on Hill. And it was the, the King of the Hill characters as the Titans. <laughs> and Hank Hill had spatulas in the omnidirectional mobility. That was really good. That was really good, yeah. I sell propane and propane accessories. I'll tell you what. So good. What? Whoa. What? All right. Let's grab some. Uh, well, let's grab a couple more. Noel Peabone says, Roberto Jr. Con. Hmm. I'm not sure that's what Roberto Jr. is yelling. <laughs> no. Let's see. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, "No Jersey Mike's down there. You're missing. You're you're missing out. We have Jersey Mike's. They're good too. They're good. They're, they're good. Firehouse subs are really good too. So yeah, Quiznos but, really good too. Yeah, they all, all those sandwich places are good. But there's something about Jimmy John's. It's very reg, It's very basic. It's like what do you get? Simple. You get lettuce, tomato, cheese, roast beef. Yeah. And I'm just like that's that's kind of all I need. Firehouse is good though. Yeah. I like Firehouse. Oh, okay, let's grab a couple more. What do we got here? Chris Wolney says, shout out from Loudoun County, from a Loudoun County neighbor. Stink bugs are not as dumb and clumsy as cicadas. If they end up on their backs, they're done. Cicadas? <laughs> really? Cicadas are pretty dumb too. Yeah. When the cicadas came out, it was awesome because the chickens, it was like, I feel bad for any chicken that was not around for the great cicada release, you know? Because chickens don't live that long. That means the chickens that are born today are probably never going to experience the, the awesomeness of cicadas. Yeah. Because I we'd we'd walk to the tree tree line with gloves in a in a jar, and in twenty minutes we'd have fifty cicadas, and we would throw them in the chicken coop, and they would just annihilate them. And I also was kind of thinking like, imagine what imagine what it's like to be a cicada, and like you come out of the ground and you're like, after seventeen years, I'm alive, and then a chicken just <laughs> rips your head off, Zip. <laughs> or you get picked up and thrown to the gauntlet with a bunch of like massive chickens, like bark, and you're like. <laughs> And they just pack you. I think I might have found a picture of the Killing Stone split in half what? on Twitter from yeah. Lily zero seven two seven K L I L Y. That's reliable. We'll have to, I trust yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> can't yeah. Uh, confirm or deny, but there's fifty there's picture, yeah. seventy seven thousand retweets. Hmm. All right, let's just grab uh, a couple more. Goyu Tasama says for that Naruto reference, I got I got money. See, here's the thing: whenever I shout out an anime, people like super chat. So. uh I tweeted something. Uh, what did I tweet? I can't remember what I tweeted. Uh, I tweeted. What was it about? It was about Attack on Titan. I can't remember what it was, but everyone was like, all of a sudden, now I really like your show. And I'm like, aha. Uh-huh. I mentioned anime and people get happy. Okay, I can't read your name because it's a bunch of symbols. Vanguard and BlackRock run index funds that buy companies in proportion to their market size, including companies of companies. It's normal. Yeah, Is so it? that's Berkshire Hathaway they're talking about? Hmm. Yeah. All right, let's just do one more. Alex normal. Says, like put that thorium nuclear, much safer than legacy uranium f- uh, fission designs used for depleted uranium weapons. May be my flat earth type theory, but strange to me why innovation seems stifled in nuclear energy. Yeah, isn't that weird? It's a lot. There's, there's a lot of weird stuff. A lot of technology seems to be not happening. Yeah. But let's do this. 
We will go and record our members only segment. So if you haven't already, peck that like button and check out Chicken City on YouTube live right now. Literally, it is. It's live nonstop, it is, 24-7. Yeah. And um, there's no lights because chickens need to sleep. And we, we we do have the night vision cameras already, but they're not set up because we have to just slowly build up to that point. So subscribe to Chicken City if you want to just literally watch a live stream of chickens. <laughs> but I was thinking it, was, it would be funny if we used the Chicken City feed as our like TimCast.com members chat room. So like when you when you go to TimCast.com as a member, it's just there will be an additional like next to everything you watch, a chat room. And it's just the same Chicken City chat. So like some that. people will randomly be like, the roosters are yelling again. And they'll be like, I was talking about what Alex Jones was saying. But, you know, <laughs> and then someone might be like, there's very little difference. You know, they're both ranting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go to TimCast.com, be a member. We're going to have that member segment up at 11 p.m. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL, basically everywhere. You can follow me at TimCast. Gothics, do you want to shout anything out? Uh, thank you guys for having me on, by the way. And you can follow me at Gothics TV pretty much everywhere. Um, and that's about it. Cool. Yeah. I'm Seamus Coughlin. I have a YouTube channel called Freedom Tunes. Uh, we're going to be uploading a new cartoon tomorrow and then another one on Thursday. So please go check that out. Thank you very much for watching. Yeah, Ian Crossland, uh, iancrossland.net if you want to follow me on social media. Really great to see you. And that Seamus' Shamus, last Freedom Tunes video was insanely so awesome. Thank you. Thank Thursday. you. Thank you. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, so if you guys want to watch Chicken City, just enter Chicken City in YouTube and there's a little button at the top that says live. You click that and you will be taken to our Chicken City. I cannot wait to have the infrared cameras up or the night vision cameras up. I think those are going up next. Stoked. Really glad we finally got it up. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Minds.com at Sarah Patchlitz. We will see you all at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys.